Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
But back to the regular scheduled program The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11, emerge at the other end Of those meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press one to everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Nodal Edge Radio. This is your host, Brother Blue Pill. Uh, you and I are rocking with the best. Welcome back to KTL Radio. Let me go and get my co-host. All right. No further ado, call it from the 347.
<clears throat> and this inventory, you know, um, is responsible for what it's responsible for. You know, even if the brother said that the the, the uh, product was tainted, it still was available. You know what I'm saying? Time and history has there been a situation such as that where there was unavailability and there was no access to the funds to replenish those supplies. So the brother came on the program. His brother we're talking about is Dr. Sabi. Came onto the program Tuesday night and made that known to the world because he needed immediate remedy for a very pressing situation. It has a lot of ramifications at the end of the day, dealing with the patients, dealing with the clients, you know what I'm saying, and dealing with the, 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 the maintenance of the business and operations and things of that nature. So, you know, the brother appeared on the program. Um, I went down to the office and shot video of him, and I posted that on YouTube. So there is a, there's, there's, there's a YouTube clip that's circulating. It's somewhat viral, um, and it's dealing with, you know, what took place, and you're hearing it directly from his mouth. Um, we weren't able to do any of the gatherings yet at the office. The office needs work. You know, the office needs to be cleansed thoroughly. You know what I'm saying? The office needs to be cleaned. Um, so we will be informing, you know, the family when that gathering will take place. You know what I'm saying? And my hopes is that it is sooner than later but nothing should be rushed. Like I said, there has to be a great deal of work done in that office to bring it back to a place of health and healing and totally eradicate any past lingering energy, negative energy that was either there or that will be sent there. You know what I'm saying? Because there are individuals that are <clears throat> very upset with them um, being outed in such a public way. So here comes the backlash. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, you know, spirits are fortified and, you know, I know why I did what I did. You know what I'm saying? And the brother definitely knows why he did why, what he did. Of course. So, yes. So the information is being shared. People are asking about... Um, authentic contact information, you know, there there was there was an email that was shared accompanying, accompanying his uh, PayPal campaign, which is Dr. Sebi1 at Yahoo. That is the official uh, contact information that the family has at this particular time. You can shoot your inquiries to that number, there are not too many people manning the phones, as you can imagine, at the office. So I don't know. You know, he gave an office number out. I don't. I, I don't. I don't call that number. I call him directly. So I don't know how that number's popping. You know what I'm saying? I will share that number at another time. I don't have it in front of me right now. So you know, the family should just 
if you want to help, if it's in you, because it ain't in, in everybody, you know what I'm saying? But if it's in you and you feel compelled to help and do something that's worth your while, you can look at the video in its entirety, and there's instructions at the end. You could go on KTL Empowerment, that's our YouTube channel, or you can go directly to the No Less TV page on Facebook and check TV. I mean, check the uh, the clip out. It's posted at the top. You know, I don't want to hear a damn thing about the lighting or there's a hat in the background. We don't like how his face look on the flyer. Look, like real talk. You know what I'm saying? And my brothers get a pass because that's the Moonies. You know what I'm saying? And, and I do understand that, um, you know, they're, they're concerned with image. And as marketers, that's very important. But nobody else, please don't make that mistake and, and tell me about what I did or what I didn't do on his flyer. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was a pressing situation. And I had a few moments to stop what I was doing and make a flyer to get the word out you know, same day. So I found an image that I thought was congruent with the message, and I put it through a system which, you know, applied a filter to it, and that filter slightly um, distorted certain aspects of his face because it was sending light through it. That's not something that we need to be harping on. You know what I'm saying? What we need to be harping on is that, you know, his ex-assistant, you know, cleaned the operation out and put a lot of people's lives at peril. You know what I'm saying? I think that yeah, that's, that's more pressing than anything. You know what I mean? I mean? It's not a soap opera. This is not love and hip-hop, Boucher and hip-hop, or baby and hip-hop. This ain't a reality show. You know what I mean? Like, this is Dr. Savy talking to the family, Making his appeal, putting it out there to those who both benefited, you know, like the lecturers who've always used his name in their platform, uh, the family who's been healed and lives have been altered. You know what I mean? Like, and also, it's about the fact that here it is we have an elder, all right, whose brand inside of consciousness is one of the most recognizable brands inside and outside of consciousness. It expands outside of the circle. One of he is the most recognizable brand in consciousness. If you really want to think about it, just just ponder that, ponder that thought about the amount of circles Dr. Savior is affiliated with. But even he begins the video and says, "This is a video that I want to send out to the family, but most specifically, more specifically, my family, the foundation." So really looking at the outcome of this situation. I'm paying close attention to it, you know, just gauging for myself because it's all about the data that you get back from the interactions of the family, all of those who have supported the brother and who who have, you know, because this is a crowdfunding campaign. So it goes back to what we've been building on. No, no, yeah. Yeah, when, when, let me, and let me specify that as well, you know, there will be a um, more stable presentation in terms of crowdfunding. It will be following the rules of crowdfunding because crowdfunding has certain rules that you abide by 
a fundraiser drive. It's not crowdfunding necessarily. It's not in the same format. This was an emergency relief situation. I didn't have time to make it pretty and type up the fundraising and figure out the levels. I just, I don't, I don't have the time and I don't have access to him in a time of crisis where he's able to even understand that type of conversation to, to, to give me any feedback. He don't know about the computers like that. You know what I'm saying? He don't know about the computers and, you know, he's, he's, you know, he knows about Facebook, he, he knows about YouTube, and he knows about these networks, but he doesn't know, you know, all of the particulars. I'm trying my best to walk him through the process and show him what's viable, what will work versus what won't, you know what I'm saying? So, again, I just ask the family that you make this video viral in terms of sharing it with your networks, Um to get the word out because there is a situation where there are tainted herbs um, making their rounds in the community and he doesn't want anyone to receive any internal harm uh, by way of these herbs in his name. <clears throat> so this is this is something that, you know, we want to get out to the world and, again, in terms of relief or immediate emergency funds, you can send any PayPal donations to DrSabi1 at yahoo.com. And that is something that is completely monitored by him and another individual directly. I don't have any access to it. Red don't got any access to it. This is something that is dealt with by him and someone that he has directly by his side that he trusts. It's not Mom and Pill either. So this is somebody that um, is handling you know, his day-to-day activities while he's here getting things situated and put together. So com is a PayPal link. That's the donation. Uh, there was a number that was given out last week on the show. I just don't have it in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Is it the number one what? or O-N-E? No, it's the number one. All right. This the number one. Yes, indeed. But we have... Um, you know, that show is in the archive. We, we we went through that chamber. We passed through it. We're very thankful for those that have showed up, for those that are participating, okay? And um, but now we're here. We've turned the page. It's a new day. It's Pie Day, and we are here with a new show, a new program, a monumental program at that. And I'm excited to mention that we are welcoming back our brother, Brother Gain of Grills, okay? So tonight's program will be titled Death, Money, and Dreams, okay? It was all a dream, family, all right? So with no further ado, that our guest at this point needs no introduction. If you do not know what his resume consists of, you have an opportunity after this show, okay, to look into the archives and check them out. But for the meantime and between time, just seat yourself, situate yourself, get yourself comfortable. All right, the brother will make himself known to you in, in, in no time flat, okay? You'll totally understand where he's coming from and what he's dealing with, all right? So with no further ado, we want to present to you caller from the 212, 
So we had the Tainos in the building, Arawaks, people may misnomer them as Latinos. We had, um, I believe, the sister may have been Russian. We had yeah. some professionals. I believe the sister that was, a, that was there, gorgeous sister, young sister, I believe she was a professional fighter. Yes, Melissa. You know, so we have our, our, our athletes in the building. We had the elders in the building. You had your Umi there, and she had mm-hmm. her friends with her. We had the other sister there that was from London. You know what I mean? She had the London accent. You know, mm-hmm. we had our brothers in the building, young guards, as well as some of the older guards. So I love the diversity, that everything felt like family. You know, the energy was very high. Um, the whole setting of the spot, the brownstone, I love the whole decor and everything. It just felt very welcoming. Um you know, and I'm always I'm always able to tell because I bring my son with me from day one. Anybody could tell you. You know what I'm saying? Amir has been rolling with us. He's being groomed to be the God that he is. And we expose mm-hmm. him. There should be nowhere that I should be able to go that I can't bring him. That's my theory. That's right. That's right. So he's front and center. He's at the debates. He's at, he's been to a thousand lectures. You know, he's at class. You know, he's seen it go down, and he's seen it pick up because when we were eight years old, where were we at? Mm-hmm. Dr. Sabi, barefoot, you know what I mean? Right there in Brooklyn where the Barclays Center is, you know, doing lectures, and everybody's chilling, laying out on the pillow. You know, um, I'm laying on the rug at the Usha Institute. My mom dukes and them cooking, making salad and uh, cooking up beans and stuff like that for the family. So I was exposed to this energy at a young age. Z-Moss. When it would take, when it tastes super bad, they had none when of that it stuff. Tastes crazy. <laughs> it was all Z-Moss. Yeah, <laughs> you know, taking characters and everything. But I wanna, I wanna give him that same experience. So I started him out from the beginning. And I know if he goes somewhere, and he's chilling, and 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 his energy is good, and he's absorbing, and he's happy. And I know that we're in the right place. Yeah, that was it's it's really crucial that we expose our children to what it is that we're doing, especially with this with this new energy that that is being projected and radiated at us. And you know, he's going to be a sharp young man, Amir, because you know all of this is in his system. And you know, and like I was telling my mother, I really, really am thankful to her for exposing me because it's all about exposure, what we are exposed to. And it's funny how those things, they take, uh, they take a residency in our subconscious sometimes to the point where we walk away from it. But later on when we revisit it, it's all it did was just spread some roots, some very, very thick roots and some powerful neurosynapses that present themselves later on in life and all of this, all of that information delivers to the forefront of our consciousness and then we're able to regurgitate and utilize all of that uh that energy from an earlier age, you know. So I was really glad to see that. But thank you well, for participating. I, I wanna do something yes. I wanna do something even more divine, um, beloved. I wanna bring a young God on. Come in here real quick a minute. And let him tell us how did he enjoy Sunday's uh, gathering. All right? So, tell, tell um, this is Daniel, who was at the news on Brooklyn on Sunday. And everybody was there. The governor was talking. He was asking me 
how did I grow myself? I want to see if I can how to grow, you know, like that. Can you learn about the clean band? Hello? And the Okay. Awesome. Not awesome. <laughs> coming. Yeah, thank you for that. So we're looking to do that. And then that was a good dry run for what's about to happen in Atlantis in March, uh, like later on, uh, actually, like another, maybe another 10 days from now. And it was originally scheduled for two hours. But as you see, we, we spilled over into six and seven hours. And we seem to have entered a, a time rip, and that's usually what happens when, you know, we gather like that. There's another gear that's shifted and another plateau that's reached, and I really did not plan on disseminating all of the information, but it, it forced its way through, and <laughs> I, I thought that was very interesting. So I'm glad that, um, you know, that was captured that you were in attendance to that, and I'm really looking forward to sharing that information with the good people out in Atlantis, um, you know, in the coming days. So it's going to be great. And one of the things that I really enjoy as well is that it, it's friendly. The information is friendly to whomever, you know, whether you're on the Bible belt or not, or if you're uh, a Santero, if you're in, you know, you're a Palero or you're in the Akan or whatever system you are in, even if you are a, a Kometan priestess or spiritualist as we had in the building that day, you can learn new techniques, and it's friendly to the novice as well as the, the advanced. So there are things that can serve us all. And one of the things that I noticed that things just come through. So that's a beautiful thing, you know, and um, that's going to be – I have all of that information, you know, on Facebook, and all of the information is out there. So, was there anything in particular that you guys wanted to discuss this evening? One question that I had to ask about the workshop that we went to on Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. I saw that the Brother Turtle Gang was there filming the uh, the, uh, the, the the class that you were given. Yeah. Would that be available to our um, audience? Because I really, I don't know, I, I just want to reiterate, I want to, Remind the family that the brother was doing an altar building workshop or altar preparation workshop, giving the fundamentals and the one-on-ones on what it's going to take and, and, and how to uh, create a, a powerful altar for your ancestors. Your bloodline, though, the ancestors that come from your DNA, your lineage, as well as the ancestors to the deities, the pantheon of the gods and goddesses and what, and I really, really, really feel like there's anybody out there that's trying to tap into the ancestors, the information that you give, being that it's, you know, my son can understand it all the way up to an elder, you know what I'm saying, who may have a Christian background or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever kind of religious background that was done in such a way that it did not offend 
or threaten anybody's school of thought or where it is they, they rest with their beliefs. So I just wanted to know if that would be available for the family to view in the future. Yes, well, first of all, and, and that's a great question, and first of all, let me acknowledge um, now rule from Turtle Gang Entertainment. He's definitely part of the Galacticus family, and he has cataloged everything that I have done in this short year, and, you know, I'm going to be taking him with me to Atlanta and into London coming up, and, you know, we'll talk about that later. But there is a duality to the question which you asked, and to answer it Accurately, I would say that, and, and this is across the board with the Divine World Seminar, May Miracles, the Kundalini Reiki Initiation Ceremonies, uh, and Death, Money, and Dreams. What's going to happen is that the Spirit has advised me, and they've requested that, so everything is, is documented that I do, but there are certain keys that, will not be available on the DVD because spirit demands that if people really want the meat of what it is, that they have to show up in person. If one is very serious about this information, you have to make an effort to go outside of your comfort zone, even if it means getting on a plane and gathering up the resources that spirit and your higher self will make available to you upon your free will cognition of desiring to evolve and you will make the pilgrimage and this is what was pres the president in the mystery school this is what the president was if you are becoming a shaman this is what it is to be a high priest you have to get up off of your keister and exert the energy that you will be recompensed by in terms of your knowledge, your wisdom, and your practicing of the higher modalities of light to give to the people. But the, there will be enough to definitely turn the keys in the consciousness of whoever does attain a copy of what is made available. There will be more than enough information, but there are certain things that I could not share on the copies, and that, did not, that was not mandated from my being. So, yes, all of those things will be made available, and this is, you know, for the future, if people are very serious about learning the deeper sciences that are available, you have to come and get it in the flesh. You have to do it in the person. You have to come and see it. And I will make this analogous to people who are serious about making their Hajj to Mecca. You have to go to Mecca to circle around the Kaaba to get the Hajj on your name. It's not going to come to you. You know what I mean? You have to go to India to make your pilgrimage to become a guru or a very, very learned Master, there were certain rituals that the spirit demands that you show and prove what you're yeah. willing to exchange in terms of your own energetic factor and output. You know what I mean? So the reciprocity definitely does pay off. And it's not, it is not always monetary. Sometimes it has to come from your deep desire that is unlocked by your own free will. And free will is one of the most important principles in this 
universe, it is respected to the extent that even the galactics and the angelic beings of the highest ranking will not interfere in your own self-imposed hell, purgatory, or Jehannam, because you will subjugate yourself to those things if that's what you want to experience. But that's how much the Creator loves us, is if that's what you want to do. If you want to stand in the corner for 10 hours on your knees on some rice just for the experience, then go right ahead and do that. And that's some of what is happening. So I hope that answers your question, beloved. Yes, indeed. Fantastic. Blue, you have any questions for the brother? Yeah, um, analogy and your comparison to say that when people wanted this in times of antiquity, you know, they had to make pilgrimages and travels and they had to make sacrifice. Um, in your travels and in your experience and in interfacing with, with the public and clients, things of that nature, are you coming across this attitude that especially melanated people have that just because they got carbon in their skin, that they feel like they've done enough. They're like, like I was already there. I've been there. I'm like, we don't like this this experience that they've all taken in. I got melanin. You gonna hold that back for me, brother? I got I'm going on Facebook. I'm gonna put you on blast in this group. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You holding back, mm-hmm. brother? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I see you up there smiling, but you holding back from the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to say I have to say that I not cog, I have not cognitively come across that to my face yet and I don't anticipate coming across that I would really I would really analogize that to a very young inexperienced earth-based soul not a parallel soul or a walking, or a star seed, or a mission realmer, or a blueprint. There was a, an expansive amount of very evolved and awakened souls that that walk upon the face of this planet. And anyone who would capitulate to the statement that you just made um, to any teacher or any light worker or any light bringer um, is definitely someone who is not aligned with their own possible evolution, you know. And I, I would imagine it exists, but I have not come across that. I seem to attract, and this is because of my connection, and the work that I've done in the ancestral realms, you know, I, I really, really regale my ancestors to the extent that I have a great connection with other people's ancestors. And other people's ancestors push their children in my direction. So a lot of times when I meet someone uh, for the first time, I'll see a certain look in their eye that lets me know that their ancestors are pushing them in my direction so that I can guide them and assist them. And, and I've encountered that enough times. But in terms of, of, of other people who are not willing to do the work because it, it is work that it takes, um, it is an effort even for the creator gods or the, the avatars who have incarnated, who have been willing to come to step down their energy and break their energy into 
the electromagnetic spectrum and personalize and incarnate and copy down their opulence into a physical body takes a lot of work. But even more, it takes a lot of light, love, love, light for the creator. And light, love is not something that we even know about. Or love, light, those are two faculties that we hear, we think we know what they mean, but it is a sixth density faculty that we don't even know what it is. So these beings that come here and decide to assist the mission are, there are quite a few of them, and some of them are musicians, some of them are musicians, and some of them are directors, writers, actors, producers, some of them are doctors, lawyers, scientists, astrophysicists, some of them are just your regular average Joe who hold the balance of the divine in their bodies that ride the trains to work and the buses to work every day that if they saw something that was happening, you know, someone being robbed on the street, they would insert themselves immediately to, you know, rectify the inequity that's playing out right before them. And they walk with the divine presence to hold the balance to keep this hologram active, you know what I mean? So back to your question, um, I can't say that I've experienced that and my intention, blue and red, is always to work with the people who want what it is that I have to offer because I am a willing servant of the light, of the divine, of the creator, as, as most of us are. And I don't wish personally to experience that. And I, there are other people out there, you know, for those souls to gravitate towards. But I, I am not magnetically... Um, I am not magnetized to attract those neophytal souls. No doubt. No doubt. So in place of that, you know what I'm saying, because everyone, just like you said, everyone doesn't receive the same quality of client, you know, and you seem to have some very different experiences based on you rooting yourself in a a very spiritually firm place. So these 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 energies and these forces are working with you, um, as it seems to save save a lot of time and get right to it. So what have been some of your experiences that might teeter on the uh, you know what, what some people might consider <clears throat> paranormal? Paranormal, as in extraterrestrials, integrated spaceships, just, steamships. I mean, um, or <laughs> you mean like paranormal? Uh, paranormal, uh, just in the sense of something, just in the sense of something that you experience that's not typical for the average everyday person. You know, the stuff that's not being spoken about on, you know, on on TV. You know, what I'm saying the things that are not being attributed to missing planes and stuff like that. You know, have you experienced anything in those realms in regards to something that was affirming to you when a client came to you that you knew that this was something this was that, that was sent from you know uh, a line of work that you were engaged in? One one of the things that has been happening over the past year. Um, not even an entire year. I would just say maybe since last May, to be specific. Um, 
one of the things when my Kundalini started firing off in 2007, that because a, a lot of people asked me when how long I've been on this path, and I have to say that I, I've been on it. You know, we've all been on this path for a long time, but technically. I would I have to answer that question by saying that every year it seems to fold and quantum leap further into and deeper into what the mission is supposed to be. Uh last year I would not have thought that I would have been further into my understanding of, of what I've been learning. Uh five years ago I, I also would not have guessed that I would be anywhere close to doing what I am now doing. But one of the things that the universe is very, very adamant, I don't know who's behind this, but one of the things that I can say, and, and I talk about this, I've worked to overcome my ego to the extent that I don't own the energies that come through me and I don't give myself a title. A lot of people refer to me as, this or that. I don't even want to say what it is, but what I feel comfortable with addressing myself as is a spiritual advisor, uh, Kundalini Reiki master. Uh, and I was given this title from the god Apollo and his daughters, the oracles of Delphi. They gave me the title, not even the title, but it's really uh, a term or uh, a surname, not even a surname. Um, I'll think of the, the, the accurate terminology in a moment, but they Myself and my partner, Mammy Wheeler, they gave us the, uh, the, the, the name Directors of Divinity. That came from higher beings who most of the world refers to as gods. And when, when the meditation was complete and we were told that, immediately what proliferated into my consciousness was, okay, for the better part of this past year, I've been taking divine energies and celestial energies and directing it to a situation, a person, or um, a actual paradigm. And because I've begun to do that cognitively with my third-dimensional consciousness and body, what's being reported back to me from other people a litany of other people, a cachet of other people, is this phenomenon here. People are having visions or dreams about uh, a better planet that, or a different dimension that has achieved the critical mass of what the uh, galactics over us want us to have. And I seem to be part of that in terms of me teaching people or guiding people. And those people say, Gano, I had a dream about you, and the dream, I don't normally remember my dreams, but this dream I remembered. And actually, it wasn't a dream. It was surreal. Surreal means more real than real, if you could imagine that. So as real as blue pill might be facing red pill, Imagine another situation that seems to be more colorful and visceral and vibrant than that, right? That would, that would denote the definition of what surreal is. It's been reported to me more times than I could count. I actually lost count of people that some I know, some I'm vaguely acquainted with, that 
they have these visions, which means that their consciousness shifts into another gear, and that's where they meet another dimensional aspect of myself that seems to be guiding people, and that being is wearing the same clothes that uh, is always wearing the same thing, and I'm not going to divulge what that is, but the people that do have this experience, they'll know what it is. And what that tells me is that I am doing the work and the universe wants me to know that there's something else in action and that comes through other people so that I don't doubt what my work is and the accuracy of what it is that I am doing when I get impulsed to have a workshop and it ends up being on 444 Atlantic Avenue or if I go to my bank account, there's you know, a certain amount that always seems to be encoded with 444 or 7 or certain digital codings that we also place within our reality. Um, so that seems to be something that's very interesting. It, it may not be paranormal, but it is a consistent, it is a consistent um, happening. Another thing that I have is when I deal with the ancestor money, I've noticed that whomever I give it to, um, and when I say give, I mean I get an a impulse from a certain deity that I work with to give this person the ancestor money, give them a very specific ritual that, I've, that I didn't create but actually was downloaded into my awareness. I share this with other people, and because I do that, they do exactly what I'm offering them. And then they come back with a testimony that actually is a – a miracle, and I add that to the database, and I thank them for sharing it, and that's also another thing that happens. Another thing that happened was this was a very good friend of mine named Robert Miller. He passed away um, about two years ago, and, and I didn't really think much of it at the time, but as I begin to grow, I see that the universe is attempting to articulate something to me through this action. I went to go visit him in the hospital because he had fallen down a flight of stairs and he was in ICU. And uh, a good friend of mine, Bobby Rell, he told me, he said, Gano, you know, I don't know if he's going to make it, so you need to go see him. You know, I've known this guy for over 30 years. and We actually went to high school together and I actually looked up to him. Very, very um, good friend of mine for a long period of time. So I made up my mind to go see him. And as I'm walking down the hall, uh, I see his wife and his daughter, and, you know, he's there unconscious. And I hugged his wife and his daughter, and I asked his wife if I may pray over him. And I had a – she looked at me, and she said, Gano, you could do whatever you want to do. And I thought she might have some apprehension, but she didn't. And I took off a chain, which was made of certain crystals that Ma Jade made. Thank you, Ma Jade. And there was a, a medallion that I had on there who was given – that was given to me by my teacher at that time, I took it off my neck and I put it around his neck, and then something happened where I became a puppet. And I started doing certain movements around his body and certain mudras, and I just went with it. I didn't question it. And when I was done, I took the medallion off, and I hugged his wife and his daughter, and I said, if there's anything I could do, please give me a call. And I left. When I left, I knew that that would be the last time that I would see him. So he crossed over into the spirit world. And a very good friend of mine, Jennifer A. Lamas, who is a clairaudient, clairsentient, 
she has the four clairs, and she actually sees, hears, and smells, uh, let's say, people who are in the spirit world. She actually used to be married to John the Baptist during his incarnation on earth when he walked with Emmanuel, mistitled Jesus. But that's another conversation. And before he was beheaded, he was married to this woman, and he's been watching over her for 2,000 years since. So we fast forward to what she was able to see my friend Robert Miller in the spirit world, and she gave me quite a bit of information that he wanted me to report back to his wife, some personal things. So when I called his wife, I asked her some personal things, and the moment that I gave her this information, she knew that I would made contact with her husband who was in the spirit world. So I gave her a long list of do's and don'ts and things that he wanted, and she executed his wish list. And then she said, Gano, I have to tell you something. And I said, okay, well, what is that? And she said, well, do you remember that day that you came to the hospital to visit him? I said, yes. She said, I saw you from the end of the hall. And you were floating. You weren't walking. I saw you floating down the hallway. And she said, I thought I was seeing things. And then when you took off your medallion and your talisman that Ma Jay made and put it around his neck, and these are the words. These are her exact words. She said, I saw you transform into a prophet. And I said, hmm, very interesting. And that's, what the, that's the words that she used. So I said, that's interesting. And then she said, when you left, you were glowing. I said, oh, okay, well, thanks for sharing that. So when I went to his wake, his wake was very well attended. You know, I went to go and I, I did a certain prayer for him at his, uh, you know, in his coffin. And she grabbed me and she introduced me to the whole family. And she was really excited about um, saying that I had given her some information that her husband made available to her. And this was actually the year that the Giants won the Super Bowl. So at that time, it did not, they weren't supposed to win it. And someone there had overheard me say that my friend from the spirit world told me that they were going to go to the Super Bowl. He said, there's no way that's going to happen. I said, you want to make a bet? And he lost the bet. So that's, one of many, many, many different things that have been happening, and as I think back on it now, there's really no reason for this woman to have seen something um, in my imagery that was telegraphed to her so that she could report it to me. But this happens quite a bit, and what I continue to do is is not to get egotistically attached to what I'm doing. I just open my heart and let the divine energy come through, and most of the time it results in healing or a miraculous occurrence, a miraculous event, something happening, and it's a beautiful thing. And this is the power that we all have the moment we are willing to serve and connect to our brother the way we connect with ourselves. See your sister as you see yourself. Want for your brother what you want for yourself really practice that concept, and just by practicing that concept, eventually you will master it. And when you have mastery over that concept, you have just 
arrived at a higher dimensional reality that will put you more in tune with everything that ever was or ever will be. And it comes with the connectivity of giving you the, the, the power to manifest things, not just for yourself, but for the betterment of the planet if your perception is that large. The same way a pebble would hit in the middle of the ocean and ripple to the outer perimeters of the expanse of what that body of water is able to hold. So I hope that answers your question, beloved. Brother Blue? You yes, got hello. sleep on me, man. You know you can't do that when I'm on the air. Nah, nah. We we <laughs> we have this conversation every time you're here. You know, you hit us with what you hit us with, and then there's a delay. You know, this stuff has to settle in, bro. I see. I Feel see. me? And okay. and your conversation is very okay. visual as well, and you tell stories. Okay. So I'm still in that mental space where you know what I mean. I'm seeing the colors. You know. I'm, I'm smelling, I'm, I'm seeing the smoke. You know, everything is visual. Everything is well laid out, you know, and I think that you have that ability because of your connection that when you do pull somebody in for an experience that they might be encapsulated in, in a mental, um, you know, voyage that you might not be cognizant of. Right. I want to Now, I, I, was, add, I was reliving thank you, thank and rethinking. Hold on. I was reliving and rethinking, you know, all of the situations surrounding the Super Bowl that I experienced that year when the same voices was coming and, and, and telling me the same thing, and I was telling people what was going to take place, and they said I was crazy. And I said the same, well, let's put some bread on <laughs> I want more bets single-handedly with that Super Bowl, you know, than, than um, you know, I've ever won in a bet because I'm not a, I'm not a gambler. So, but I I knew that voice was so clear and concise that I had so much faith in the unknown that I was willing to go against the grain and to speak on it and say they're gonna win by four points and number forty four is gonna do it. We did a, a pre-show with with uh, what was it with Ann Poole. Nice. you know, and it was all based on these communications coming through. So when you speak on the similarities that you experience, I'm here trying to put pieces together and things of that nature. But you do have yes, a special guest in the building at this particular time. Yes. I, 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 I did want Red to talk about death, money, and dreams, though, also, because we yes. didn't get to that. Um, but You, you but did, and that's sure. a very, very powerful topic. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, but, we, yeah, but I do want to honor... I do want to honor the, the the guest, and you know we'll we'll get back to that. Uh, Red, you wanted to say something first. I'm going to say that <clears throat> question first, and I but I do want to um, bring on our guest tonight because I do want Brother Gano to build on the topic of the show tonight as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get okay. into that. Um, yeah. All right, so let's push it forward. Let me go and open up the line and bring in our guest, or the, the guest of our guest. Caller from the 609-680-609. Caller, peace. 
<clears throat> Peace, beloved family. I'm very pleased Peace. that I was invited to come to speak with the kings today on air, and it's an auspicious occasion of which I have the opportunity to speak, and I'm very happy to be here today. That's beautiful. We're glad to well, have you, Big Absolutely. Yes, give thanks. That's right. Give thanks, brother. We are honored to have you as a um, guest on our platform tonight to enhance the experience of our audience and our listeners tonight, you know, with yes. that, uh, with, with the light that you are going to be bringing to the show, your reputation precedes you. Brother Gano has, uh, you know, laid out uh, the work that you've been doing and the work that you are going uh, continuing to do in the community and, um, you know, and just in your, in your quest of uh, your pursuit of happiness and your quest of spreading that light. So we just want to say peace and honors and welcome to the platform. Welcome to Notre Dame University. Well, I'm very humbled by this introduction, brothers, and thankful. And my purpose is to bring some enlightenment to the community and to the world at large. And I don't know if Brother Gano mentioned, but we're embarking on a trip to London. So the Moors are now invading London once again. Europe is being invaded. <laughs> the melanated beings are stepping on land on London on April 11th, 12th, and 13th. And we're coming to bring a little bit of melanin to this event because what we have to say, the message that we bring is a universal message, and people need to hear this. People need to learn how to be more conscious, and in order for the vibration of the planet to raise, this information has to be spread to the masses. They have to know that today is a new day, and it's time for positive change and to be laying back on our laurels and grenading, that time is over. You know, the time for petty bickering and all of this other stuff that many of us are participating in is absolute nonsense. So in order for us to get to business, we got to bring the science, and we have to make it simple for people to understand. And... One of the things that I've been blessed to be able to introduce is understanding the nature of energy and how to work with healing energy and how to cultivate it. This has been my focus for many years. I know that you've probably seen me with Ross Ben when he was at Nicholas a few times. I was there with him because Paul was there and he spoke about the UFOs and all of those things. Do you remember that day, brother? Yeah, that was absolutely, that was beloved. Absolutely. That was, uh, just a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Not not that appearance. He's talking about when he came and did Star Nations Part Two, oh. and for some reason that that presentation was heavily, heavily on my mind. Um, these past few days, I've been listening to Strictly Midnight, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, their strong edification of Salatii really had me mm-hmm. taking stock and taking note into not only Rossman's presentation, but his approach, his unique approach to tying those entities together with Enoch being the missing piece. And Enoch is key piece. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I was just yeah, yeah, I was I was in heavy thought about that these past few days. And that's been a topic of discussion because when we deal with Enoch or Henoch, as he said his name is in the Hebrew tongue, you're dealing with an immortal being, someone that became completely inflamed with light and was named the flaming youth by the angels of heaven. That's what happened to Enoch based on the story that is written in the book of Enoch, how the angel Oriel, which means the light of El, which means fire light, because we're dealing with a high light frequency. And when you're dealing with angels, you're dealing with light. I mean, they have the ability to come in the form as a messenger in the shape of a man, but within that, they're not a regular being that you see walking on the street. Their body is of light. And you also had Eliyahu or Elijah was also based on the Bible, was also transferred into light and became the angel known as Sandalphon, which means the brother. And they call him the brother of Enoch or the brother of Metatron. And this whole question of immortality is a very interesting topic because you also have this phenomena, Babaji Nagaraj, of the 18th Siddha line, which is straight from Shiva, you have Bogan, you have Bogan Nafar, and you have Agisjar and Thermular. These are all cities of the Tamil, like southern India lineage. And these men lived life of meditation, and they were successful in defeating death meaning their body was transferred into light and what the Buddhists call the rainbow body or the jalus is what it's called. And they have 90 lamas in Tibet that were recorded to have transferred into a light body. And what they do is they place their body, they're ready to make, when they make, their transference from their physical form, they put their body in a room, and when they come back within seven days, what's left is either their fingernails and their hair. There's nothing else there. Those are the only relics that are left of their body. And sometimes there's nothing in the room or in the tent, the enclosure that they place their body in. But these are people that deal now, with sun. Meditation yes. and all of those things. Yes, sir. What? Is this what's considered the Buddha relics? Yes. There are several Buddha relics. In fact, there was a tour of the Buddha relics that came yes. to this country. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. I came here to Los Angeles to um, Mata G was the host when it came to Los Angeles, and um, I was I was informed about it by way of that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm wondering if that was the same thing. Yes, I'm I'm quite sure because a friend of mine that's studying acupuncture in Gainesville. Florida, his name is Shakur, he actually went to see the relics and he was able to put those relics over his head. You know, and they had several relics there. And it was not something that was actually made public. You know, it was a a very interesting event for the brother to experience because there wasn't a whole lot of people there during the time of those relics traveling around the country. So this no, is I was told this was that's extremely exclusive. Yeah. Yes. Very, very, very exclusive. Very exclusive. Yes, please continue. So yes, and of course there are certain mantras that are used for this purpose. And one of Gano's teachers, uh, Dr. Mitchell Gibson, used to talk about certain mantras, one of them being the Padma Sambhava mantra. Om Ahong Vajra Guru Siddhi Hon, which is one of the mantras that's used for creating the light body, along with solar gazing, looking at the sun and sky gazing. But the thing about that is, is that in every tradition, they have some type of practice that brings this solar type of energy into the body, even if it goes into someone tarrying in a Pentecostal church and repeating hallelujah to receive the Ruach HaKadosh or what is called the Holy Spirit is fire. Because when they talk about Jeremiah, they say that he could feel fire in his bones. And this is what happens. And the body is changed by the light frequency that comes in the body. And this is all related also with Kundalini energy, with the Shakti pot, with that serpentine energy that comes up from the base of the spine up to the head to open up all the senses and affect the pineal gland to reawaken it so that you can see what is not seen, touch what is not felt, hear what is not heard, smell what is not smelled. That's what happens when you go through this type of ascension. All the channels open up. And the thing about this is is that you have to go through this, either in this life or in the next life. If you want your body to be transformed, you have to go through burning. You hear about kundalini experiences. What do people experience when energy goes up the spine? Sometimes people that are not guided properly, they lose it because this energy is very powerful. 
certain mantras that you may read, certain sutras, certain yantras you look at, certain prayers, certain, certain forms of meditation, pranayama, all of these different things can feed into this light frequency that totally transforms you and heals you, actually. All the physical ailments you have in your body that you take herbs and you eat certain foods for to try to cure, sometimes it doesn't work because there's other things that are important, the state of your mind, the state of your heart, your actions, your deeds, your words. All of those things affect you. When you tell a lie, that affects you. You get a spiritual demerit. If you continue to lie, then you get more. It just adds up, and then it can eventually turn into sickness. But when you are upright and you live right and you do the things that you're supposed to do and you follow your truth, then you can become transformed, and that's the whole thing. So what I've been using as an introduction to this process is the whole concept of how to become a healing dynamo and stay in the vortex. This is a concept that I've been using, and it's very simple. I show people how to feel energy and how to tap into it. Then simple methods of cultivating energy so that they can become more energetically intelligent because it's very important for us to have awareness of what's going on. And one way to do that is learning how to feel energy. And once you learn how to feel energy, then you can start learning how to issue energy. And once you start to learn how to issue energy, you start to learn how to remotely send energy for healing. And I have to say, brother, that when we had did the presentation in Philadelphia, Professor Kareem is extremely astute in disseminating and teaching the keys that allow you to begin to access your innate healing ability from the most cursory beginning novice level um, where, you know, he teaches you how to, I don't want to give it away, but I was very impressed, Professor, with the way in which you took people from zero to ten back to zero, you know, and I just would like to add in humbly that it is important because you see people Young men who go to the gym, you may have even heard of one person or two that works out, they eat right, and they still keel over and die of a heart attack. That obviously is not, it's endemic of another, another process that basically was the exodus for that soul, even if it's not in their contract. So you can, you can have a great diet, you can be a vegan, you can work out, you can have no cholesterol, no heart issues. But if you don't have the right spiritual practices with being upright, living your truth, as Professor Kareem says, with a host of other things, really being in tune with 
the divine and being grateful for what it is that you have and practicing doing unto others. I mean, it's really those basic precepts are are all over many different teachings, but it's very, very basic, and you'd be surprised at how alien and foreign those concepts are to people because some people are just not um, practitioners of the basics. So it, it takes a lot more that when we're in embodiment, in the physical body, there are other things that we need to pay attention to. And I've said this many times, there has to be a larger objective of uh, a, a larger standard for us to shift our awareness to. And we have to walk with that and practice and master that if we're going to have uh, a, a better outcome, not just you know with one person, but we have to work together as a unit to do this. There have been populations and entire cultures that have graduated in unison off of the planet because they broke free of the imprisonment of being in the body, not just one person, but there have been entire civilizations that just vanished because they reached that objective together. And when people have these practices together, they become one and they they reunify into the oneness of the all, you know. So that's something that we're bringing or we're beating that drum and we're going to take it wherever the Spirit guides us. I thank you for that elucidation, my brother. That was very, that was excellent. I couldn't have said it better myself. And Thank you, that's the whole that's the whole intention of all of this. It's all about unity. There's enough separation. It's time for us to deal with the things that are tangible that we can relate on and start making those progressive changes that need to happen. And we're making our contribution by bringing the little knowledge that we have to people. And hopefully it will awaken them to start looking at things in a different way. It's very important for you to have a good intention. And once you have your good intention, then it's important for you to pay attention to whatever it is that you're doing. It could be anything, your job, because if you're driving your car, you've got to pay attention to the crossing traffic and the pedestrians that go on a crosswalk. That's right. When you're, when you're engaging in sexual activity with your mate and you've got to communicate with her, we have right. to pay attention. Everything that we do, and, and that's what's important because one thing that I find that is disturbingly lacking is comprehension, like reading something and actually comprehending what it is that you're reading. This is very, very lacking. And also the reason why it's lacking, too, is because people don't understand certain symbols. And one of the best things that L. Ron Hubbard did was write that book where you had to use a dictionary to read it. 
if you didn't use a dictionary to read that Dianetic book, you wouldn't learn much out of it. I'm not saying that I agree with the protege of Aleister Crowley. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the way he wrote that book, he forced people to pay attention. No, that's understood, Mm -hmm. beloved. And and I'd like to say that, too. I I just did an interview on Blog Talk sometime last week, and the, the individual that was conducting the interview was not present. And I knew that energetically because when I finished saying something, there was a very, a very long pause. And it wasn't the relay blue pill and red pill. It wasn't that. It was because they were not present. Not only that, but they were mispronouncing, you know, not only my name. And that's fine, too. That, that's okay. I'm not talking about y'all. But they were pronouncing, you know, I spoke about the Merkaba. Merkaba. They called it a Mercury bar. Right. And they said, Kundalini Reiki. I said, no, it's Kundalini Reiki. They mispronounced willy-nilly about three different crucial factors of the conversation. I I don't want to say I got annoyed, but it did challenge. Yes. They they say, how dig them? It challenged my patience. And I had to stop the interview and say, let me ask you something. Why is it that you are not paying attention to what you're saying? They had no clue of what I was talking about. And I actually hmm. listened to the interview today because I like to take in, I like to take excerpts from interviews and cut them down in bite-sized morsels to, to help the people with shorter attention spans because, you know, a lot of people don't really have the time to listen for two, three hours or an hour I'd like to just make a couple of concise points and put it out there on YouTube. But this person was mispronouncing so many things, and and that's endemic of something larger, which Professor Kareem is talking about, is that people don't pay attention, and that can really cause you to lose your life. When you see someone who is clumsy and tripping over things and, you know, just happenstantically walking, it's because they're not paying attention. They're not fully in their bodies even more than that. They're not fully aware of their surroundings, and people die every day needlessly because they are not aware and focused on what it is that they are doing. When you see someone that that constantly mispronounces things or says things, it's because they're not putting any effort into, you know, one does not need to be didactic um, or anal about what it is, but there has to be a, a presence of mind that allows you to be, you know, not to have those fumbles. So I totally agree with you, beloved. And that's something that I'm hyper uber ud aware of. And I also believe, and this really goes back to what I had said earlier, we need to have a larger objective of reaching higher states of being. There was a sister on... YouTube. I saw this video that she did. Really, really beautiful sister. And I, I, I cached through a few of the videos, and she was basically talking. She had a video about how being imperfect is all right. It's all right not to be perfect. Being perfect is, is overrated. Nobody's perfect. Nobody could ever be perfect. And I listened to the whole video, and I said to myself, well, this is, this is really part and parcel of 
um, a ploy that has been served up by the archonic consciousness to misdirect the populace of anyone whose intrinsic desire is to be perfect. And then being perfect or striving to be perfect has also been made synonymous with being uptight or something that's derogatory. And it doesn't have to be like that because I've said this before. I believe that there are many, there are states that are beyond perfection, if you can imagine that. So if our completion is 100%, the creator has made universes and has made planets that are comprised of 123%. This is the truth. So that would have to intimate that there are more states and worlds and consciousness that is beyond perfection, but we're too busy not even striving to be halfway perfect or right and exact with what it is that we're doing so much to the extent where we stumble and fumble through life. You know, my, my assistant, Becky, she, uh, she lives on the other side of Staten Island, and, you know, we, we get together and we do work on the website, and there, there's this phenomena that, uh, that happened this past summer. There's, have you ever heard of a locust called cicadas? Yes. Cicadas are these, uh, these, these locusts that come up every 17 years. It is an amazing oh, yeah. sight to see. And they basically swarm throughout the neighborhood. There are literally hundreds and thousands oh, of them. Oh, Acadia. With, yeah, 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 yeah. Cicadas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. When, I, when I went to see Becky this past summer, I said, what? What is this? And she said, oh, yeah, those are the cicadas, and they come out every, 17, every 16, 17 years. And I, I was really fascinated by how clumsy they were, and they were just being run over in the street by the hundreds, and it was ridiculous. And I actually did a, a video on it. And what I, what yeah, I, I had conclusion. experienced uh, a wave of them coming through. We were driving. We was coming through Virginia, and they were just committing suicide. You know, they were just, like, haphazardly, just like you said, it was like they were just falling out the sky or something onto the, the window screen, just dying. It's like, damn, they're a little disoriented. But then I found out that, you know, they they only they only have that when they come out. Well, here's the thing, and, and I'm glad that you have a, a reference point for the cicada and, and the analogy that I like to use when it comes to the cicada is that is us. That is human. Mm. That the human not even the human, because there are there are higher beings that are human. Creator gods are human. They're in human form and they're dense. Okay? But the cicada, the analogy of the earthling human is when the cicadas come out of the ground, they very clumsy and most of the time they're going to get ran over or stepped on or just baked in the sun because they haven't developed the sufficient, um, the sufficient instinct because they're still insectoids, but they haven't developed the sufficient instinct enough to be able to hide or get themselves to a point of safety to where they can live longer than the 17-year incubatory period that they're in, in the ground. 
So as a result of this, they die in droves. Now, if you reverse the paradigm into the earthling human, many human souls, earthling human souls to be exact, are fumbling around in the ethers trying to get off of the wheel of incarnation. And like, like my dear brother, big brother Professor Kareem says, you know, like Brother Henoch and many other avatars and, and masters that have come here to earth, they represent beings that have broken the cicada paradigm and broken free of the death and life or the rebirth uh, cycle, the cycles of karma. They have broken free of that incessant, cyclic um, reality that the majority of our planet has not graduated from. And we still have not gotten the technology to get out of our solar system. We don't even know how to get off of our galaxy. We can't even traverse outside of this universe. And some of the teachings that I'm going to be making available actually come from other universes. But you have to have a thinking cap on and some type of modality, some force of light that you are attached to that represents connectivity to the creator of all in order to even perceive what it is or else it's going to be like I'm speaking Chinese to you. And this is my, this is the flag that we wave is we want to show people you have to, not even because you don't have to do anything, but it will behoove you to cultivate an acumen daily, a few of them that you are, uh, you, 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 you have regulated to the point of some kind of mastery that will put you on a path of enlightenment. And believe it or not, brothers, enlightenment is the only thing that I desire. A lot of people come up to me and say, no more movies? You're not doing no movies no more? Y'all go see no more movies. And I, I laughed. <laughs> I tease myself with that. Me, me, and, me and Becky laugh at that all the time. And, and I say, you know, I, I, I am an actor and I love to be in movies, but at the end of the day, I, 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 the payoff of being on the silver screen is nominal in juxtaposition to what it is that the joy that I get of guiding other people to wake up out of the matrix or guiding someone onto their own path of enlightenment or introducing someone to the creator that lives within them or sharing a miracle with someone or empowering someone, there's a lot more joy and fulfillment in that. And if the platform for me to do that is served better by me being an actor or a graffiti artist or whatever it is, then so be it. And that's the reason why I chose to do that. So there are large, large benefits that come with seeking enlightenment first and foremost. And like Brother Kareem was saying, you know, when it comes to the Merkaba or the light body or the diamond body, the exalted body, there are many different terms that are interchangeable that are congruent with what the Creator has allowed you to experience should you have a higher uh, shooting point it can be yours, but too many people are tricked out of their birthright with too many of the other foolishnesses, that's not a word, but it is now, uh, that 
are presented to you. Very, very, very true. That yes, is sir. truth. So, you know, you know uh, we're looking for um, to go ahead, brother, please. No, I, I just um, wanted to speak about another thought that was passing through my mind, and I think that you kind of, like, hit on it. And it was it was about purpose, you know, because for some reason for this past week I've been thinking about, um, and I think it's because of what, I, what I've experienced by observing <clears throat> what Dr. Sabi's going through. I've been thinking about, you know, finality, you know, what, what, you know, um, passing the physical form and not being here to do things that affect your legacy, you know, and leaving that in the hands of, of mere mortals. And um, so I, I've just been thinking about transitional phases, you know what I'm saying, about passing physical form and things of that nature, you know, without getting the job 110% completely right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if you don't get everything done that you were sent here to get done? And I was thinking about, as I'm traveling through the city of Los Angeles and observing people and things of that nature, you know, I was just entertaining the thought of what it would be like to come back here as a child and be going through this from a space and a place where I wasn't fortified with what I know. So I was asking myself, would I ever be comfortable being anything or anyone other than myself in this experience? And I'm like, hell no. <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. even want to entertain that because it, it will never, the variables will never align themselves in a way in which I can be the same person experiencing these same things or have the same level of access you know, I have a twin brother or, you know, have the opportunity to know you guys and in the spirit of that voice is like, but what if there's something grander the next trip around? Would you entertain that? And I'm like, no, I want to focus on this trip and what I have to get out of this experience. You know what I'm saying? And they like, um, absolutely. they like, this shit ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I'm like, yeah. not on not on every level. Well, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, not on every level, <laughs> because if 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 I were able to do what brings me total peace, and that is to disappear into the mountains of California, like I like to do very often, and just dwell in the mountain dwellings, I'm like, it's just me in in, in the mountains and the spirits and the animals and everything that's up there. You know, I'm like, ratchetness must be a choice. Or it's, it's it's a program, you know what I'm saying? Like how people go home and they choose what video game to put on. It's the same thing. It's just that these these programs now are virtual, so you ain't got to plug in. You just got to drop in program. But um, well, I'd like to add something to that. Sometimes, please do. People are working to figure this thing out. And sometimes you need help. And one aid is sacred plant medicine. And I know you know what dimethyltryptamine is, DMT. 
And for myself personally, by virtue of me doing sacred plants, it helped me to get certain type of awareness about a lot of things in my primordial existence of what I'm connected to and many past life experiences and all of these type of phenomena. And it helped me to get to where I am now. Sometimes you need something else. It may be a plant. It may be a crystal. It may be something because you got animal kingdom, you got the crystal mineral kingdom, you got the plant kingdom, you got the human kingdom, you got the gin kingdom, you got the angelic realm, you got different realms that you have ability to tap into to help you come to a certain level of understanding on who you are in your journey. But when you're able to do the different things that you need to do, that's when you can die before you die. Now, they mentioned this in Sufism. They talk about this. There was a Sufi master in Philadelphia by the name of Bawa Mahayadeen who came from Sri Lanka to Philadelphia. He lived in the hood, and he taught people here in Philadelphia. And he used to tell them all the time, you got to die before you die. And Really, what that is, it's really death. But it's not. You don't die, but you go through death. You experience it, you know, the decay and all of those different things and your ego, facing your ego and understanding about your mind and all of those different things to the point where your mind can become absolutely clear and that you can be with your word is your bond, and you can be an honest person. You can be honest with yourself. You can forgive yourself. You can be a true lover of people. That takes work to get to that point, but it's something that you can teach. But you have to tap into the source of what it is that you need to help you in your journey along your way. And that's what's helped me to get to where I am. That's the method that I've used. It's been very helpful to me. And also having people of association that are of mine, that helps also. Because now you have a support. They can support you because they understand what it is that you're working towards doing. That's critical, brother. That's essential and and well said. And I will add to that, having a support base of like-minded souls, uh, the complaint that I hear is is constant, and and it's the absence of like-minded people. When, When I do meet people that have had these very interesting experiences or that who wish to be expanded or enlightened, they don't have other people that they can bounce these things off of or people that can support them them on, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I did form Galacticus so that we can have a support base and we could support each other. And we're starting to, we're really starting to grow in terms of with Sister Owatis and 
and and brother Nauru and Professor Kareem and 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 Becky, my assistant Liz Marati. I love it so much. Um, so many people that that come together, and you know we we do meditations for the planet, and we also grow together. We go to different functions together, you know, collecting divine energies. That's really really important to have that, and you need to evaluate the people that you're hanging with because if the people are make if you're on a path of really trying to grow and expand spiritually, but your friends are making fun of you making fun of you because you're dealing with, you know, an altar or ancestor money or you're hugging trees or you're going to the water to salute the water deities or you're doing certain Igbo or you have to wear white for a year because you've saluted yourself to, you know, to Ife or you have, uh, you're going through a certain fasting modality to cut because you want to get really, really clear, people are, the people around you are not supporting those efforts, then you need not be with those people. You have to find a new family. You have to find a spiritual family that's going to honor what you're doing, not castigate you for it, and try to add on to what you're doing. You know what I mean? Because when the smoke clears and what you will find is immortal is the part of you that you have worked to cultivate. And if you haven't cultivated it, you will bring yourself back around to do so. And that's the ensnarement that is ever prevalent. And this is the reason why you're being tricked and programmed and assaulted on so many different levels through the diet and the fluoride and being made to be docile and dumbed down as possible it is all around you. So it does take a tremendous effort to, you know, stand up against those things, grow beyond them, and guess what? You brought yourself here at this time to be present in 2014 to do just that. Any soul that is coming to this world now brought themselves here to swim upstream and deal with those obstacles so that the soul can have the edification of what those lessons are to be learned. So we have to honor those things and look further than what the eye is, you know, eliciting to us. Peace. Peace, hello? I'm here. Yes. Did you want to say something? That's the time time that it is. Yes. Well, we may as well talk about what we're going to be doing, Brother Kareem, in Philadelphia. Yes, we're at the 14-minute mark. Mm -hmm. So I will announce first. We march right through 11-11. My apologies to the 1111 angels. We was having a walk and talk and meditation. So, yes, I think that now would be the appropriate time to, um, yes, get into this very provocative title. Very, very provocative title. I did my best to match wits on what I thought, you know, 
what's going on with this title with the flyer. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I've learned through time that um, there's always an extra layer when you bring in it. So I do want you to uh, give us the proper interpretation. Okay. Well, the the uh, the, the 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 workshop that is soon to grow into something larger that will eventually be um, a seminar. I'm workshopping it now, and it's called Death, Money, and Dreams. And it does evoke the sensibilities of, of fear in people. As soon as they hear that, many people are recoiled, and that is done on purpose to for you to look at it. Why are you recoiled by death? Why do you have a certain primal fear that arises when you hear that and that's something that I want to address so I've encapsulated it in the the title and the people that are you know impulse to come to this they will learn quite a bit and like I said before death money and dreams are three of the titles or some of the phenomenons that everyone every man every woman every child will face deal with and there's a commonality between all three that I'm challenging all to find what that commonality is. But what I'm going to do is give a spiritual, cosmic look at death, at money, and dreams. And we're going to work, and I'm going to, anyone that leaves is going to leave with a calabash of a different perception that will change their life for the better. So without giving too much away, Death, Money, and Dreams really deals just with that, a different look at what we call death, which is really just a change in consciousness, what we call money, which is controlled by other forces that are not understood directly by most people, and what dreams really are, how they work, what they represent, and a whole list of other things that people will not guess. Couldn't put it all on a flyer, but I have put it into the workshop. So we're going to be doing that in Philadelphia uh, on March the 30th, and Brother Kareem is going to be doing his presentation on the 29th of March, 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. It might even go further than that because the brother has so much knowledge about how to stay in the vortex and being a healing Dynamo and modality, they just might go to two, three in the morning. Am I right, Professor Kareem? It's highly possible, bro. <laughs> it's highly possible. <laughs> you know, because when we yes. do these things, it, time just stands still. Um, so that's going to be coming up in Philly. He will be there the 29th at Black and Nobel, which is the bookstore in Philly. I don't have the address right before me, but it is on. Professor Kareem's page, it's on my Facebook page, it's on the Galacticus website, is also on the Black and Nobel website. You will see... Uh, 1409 Erie. Okay. 1409 Erie, on the corner of Erie and Broad, by the train station. There's a big shout out to sign. Hawk. Yeah, shout out to Hawk. Yes. Yes. So that, that will be it. Uh, at Black and Nobel, and we're going to repeat. We're going to repeat some of that out in London. 
Uh, I'm going to be making a pit stop in Atlanta first on March the 22nd to do a Kundalini Reiki initiation empowerment. I'm going to be turning some very uh, evolved souls into Kundalini Reiki masters, and they're going to have their Kundalinis activated. They're also going to have a very powerful download of energy that will last a lifetime, that will turn them into immortals. And that's going to be on the 22nd. And on the 23rd, I will be doing uh, the altar workshop that Red Pill that you came to uh, at our temple, Galacticus in Brooklyn, to, with Sister Awatif and all of the Galacticus family. We're going to be doing that again in Atlantis on the 23rd. So I look forward to that. Anyone who is in Atlanta that wants to learn quite a bit, please come through. And then we'll be going to Philadelphia A, and then after that it is off to Heathrow, London, and you could talk about how wonderful that's going to be, brother. Yes, that's going to be the new humanity event that we're going to be doing in London. It's going to be very dynamic. We're going to have, we already have people responding to us coming. They see our pictures on Facebook. They're very interested. I've been contacted by several people already, and we're really looking forward because this has been my first time to go to London. I've stopped over in Europe, but I've never actually been to Europe, like walk through the streets or anything like that. And Black and Nobel, Hakeem, told me that he has thousands of followers in Europe that he wanted to give us access to. I have to go back down there and talk to him about that so we can get some of those people to come out and check us out. But a whole lot of topics are going to be covered. The love, tantric love portal, which is something that I'll be dealing with, with a movie maker by the name of Tatiana Sadowska, who's actually the person that introduced me to Saeed David Farming which got me into the alchemy event. And there's going to be many other people. There's a a man that's a throat singer, actually, from Siberia, Nikolai Gorgiev. He's like a throat singer. He does some shamanic type of throat singing from Siberia, which is quite similar to the Lamas in Tibet. And there's musicians, there's UFOologists that are going to be there. There's people that's going to talk about the seismology events in the planet and different types of activity and research and all of that is going to be covered in this event. It's going to be action-packed. It's going to be really vast, quite vast, the information that's going to be available. And we're looking forward to being there, and we hope that people from here will come to London to join us. That's a possibility, too. If anybody's interested to purchase tickets to go to London on April 11th, 12th, and 13th, they can contact us, and we can make arrangements so that they will be able to attend the event. But, of course, you have to get your own plane ticket. <laughs> And on the 22nd 
of March, there's going to be an event that I'm participating in on at Wall Street International, which is called the Open Heart Center. Myself, Ross Ben, and Steve Cottrell Wise, Marina Alokuni, and Queen Mother Nisa Ra will be doing a spring equinox event where we'll be having musical performances, we'll be doing meditations. The sister Marina Alakuni is going to go through some comedic yoga techniques that's going to work with womb healing for the sisters, which is very important. We had a very beloved sister in our community that passed away that has some kind of cervix issues, cancer. And so she's going to deal with some of those health issues because we need to be aware of this. We need to be aware of how to breathe, how to massage our inside, our inner parts, and showing the sisters how to use the jade eggs and everything so that they can get their kundalini on. So all of this is going to be going down, and we just... Really, really, I'm very grateful for having the opportunity to speak on your show today. Thank you. Indeed, indeed. I got a um, I got a request from the chat room. Family wants to know: Is it possible that um, <clears throat> you can use your uh, remote abilities for healing? Um, they put in a request. They want you to step in on Halle Berry's behalf. And she, <laughs> really? What's what's going on with Halle Berry? She went through another breakup. You know what I'm saying? And um, <clears throat> she went through another breakup. And this brings the conversation into the public about, you know, maybe it's just something wrong with Halle. And that mirrors sentiments of, you know, other people that sit around and watch other uh, luminaries or other people that are in the public eye go through relationships and people are just taking notes and they're like, you know, people got these issues, you know what I'm saying, especially people that are repeatedly going through these relationships and um, they're ending up unfavorably or what have you. So in the broadest sense of the word, in the broadest sense of the world, okay, as we're dealing with the sacred science of synergizing energies that, you know, we turn relationships, okay, knowing what we know about all of the <clears throat> off-planet um, entities that, you know, are looking for walk-ins and things of that nature, and what we know about and what we know about the environmental effects that are taking place that are changing people's you know their their, their physical being their their minds how they think how they conceive and actually actualize those thoughts into action you know we're seeing relationships at a very weird place on this planet right now and relationships are the place you know where relations are formed and coveted and you know what I'm saying and, and generations spring forth from and what have you. But what we're seeing today seems to be very different than what it is that we grew up with or what our parents were exposed to. 
So as two spiritual doctors, um, what have you been able to gauge in terms of from the spiritual realms? Is there some off-planet interference that is taking place with relationships? You know, are you able to well, notice any distinct differences in the nature or, you know, degree of relationships these days than, than prior? Well, you can be attacked. First of all, if you're a luminary, which means you're a person that has a certain amount of light, it can be seen on an astral plane. And you have yes. certain entities that will target you. And the main thing that they target you on is the breakup of your relationship. That's oh, one of the main targets. Well, what will happen is they will provoke one person to do something, even murder the person or get in a fight or something like that. You know, they they create interference purposely. Right. Because we're being watched, especially if you're a luminary. You're being watched. Once you get to the astral plane with a certain frequency of light, the dark lords or the centenarians, the people that worship the black sun like Hitler did, you may even receive a phone call from them to let you know, listen, we see your light is on. We're watching you. You see, because you become an endangered species when you become enlightened, especially if you're not protected. Now, you have a sister like Holly Barry, who's a very attractive woman, and, of course, many men want her for arm candy, and European men want her just like melanated men want her. But there's a great possibility that she gets in these relationships for the wrong reasons. And she's probably also quite confused. So this kind of thing happens. It happens and, and every day. I, I want to add to that also. Someone like Halle Berry is, is uh, someone who has, decide, has decided to be a teacher and playing out her private life openly for the populace to bear witness yes. to the ins and outs and highs and lows and peaks and valleys of what her um, what her relationships are. Unfortunately, she's a great example of someone who obviously was gifted in terms of being synergistically pleasing, uh, having really good fortune and fame, which means that her karma in that area is sufficient enough to have made an impact on many people. But in the area of love, um, obviously because there is a a turnover rate, she is uh, telegraphing something that, and and this is, you know, with all due respect to Halle Berry, um, she has transmitting something that the universe is offering her constant opportunities to evolve in that area of her consciousness is relegated to relationships. So what she's transmitting is something that is a signal from her heart, which is really a need that she attracts 
the kind of relationship that usually ends up being, and if it is not what, you know, Professor Kareem said it was, because it could also be that. But if it isn't that, it could be this. And one only need to look at the, uh, the, the plethora of relationships that she has been in that seems to end up a certain kind of way, and that usually is endemic of many women have the same, uh, the same quandary. And what it is is that until, and, and not just women, but men as well, but, but women that end up in this kind of scenario, it is because they have not mastered the lesson that, the, that their uh, karma needs them to learn. And once they do master that lesson, and sometimes we take many lifetimes to work on one specific area, and that's okay because all there is is time in the universe. Time is, is, is plentiful and quantum and gregarious. So to the extent to which we're willing to learn, learn how fast or how slow, that is also your divine right. Some people spend five or six lifetimes working on jealousy and envy. Some people get it out the way, knock it out in one relationship. Whatever the case may be, it really is up to the fuel that is inside of the soul, which the fuel is analogous to the light. And what do you align yourself with? How much light do you allow to come into your body that is going to not allow you to have certain inequitable experiences? You know what I mean? So, you know, she's gifted in certain areas, and she is seemingly unfortunate in the areas of the heart. So there's still work, obviously, that she needs to do in that area before she is uh, triumphant, in my humble opinion. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. Let me ask you something, beloved. How much time do we, do we have left? Because there are some things I did not, that I wanted to um, just edify really quickly. We have, we have a little bit under a half an hour left to the live broadcast. Okay, you know, um, I, I need to shout out also further that uh, when Professor Kareem and I are out in London and I'm going to have him uh, join me, I'm going to be also doing a presentation called Multidimensional Self, and I'm going to be doing it at the Create Gallery on the 16th of April, and it's going to start at 6.30. It's going to go to 9.30. I'm really looking forward to meeting the people on 80 East Eastway Hackneywick on East 9th 5JH. And uh, Ancient Future is going to be putting this together along with Galacticus.com. And um, the tickets are also available at info at ancientfuture.org.uk or you can go to Galacticus.com to get the information on that. And I would also ask anyone who is interested in learning about divine beings who control some of the forces that we need to have prosperity, abundance, wealth, peace of mind, enlightenment in the universe, we're also going to be doing a presentation of Divine World LA. You're going to have to come to LA to get this now, people. And that's going to be in May. We're also going to be doing it in Europe, but that's going to be next year. 
And lastly, we are putting together the nuts and bolts together for a ayahuasca retreat in Peru, and that's most likely going to be either in October or November of this year. So just please mm. stay posted to Galacticus and uh, my Facebook. And also uh, there, there is an events page on the Galacticus.com Facebook page that you can sign the email list and receive a full listing of our very busy schedule and what we're going to be doing in different places on the globe that we're going to be going to. And the information is very fresh, unique, and different, and a lot of it has been clandestine, um, if ever taught before. So I'm working to be as clear as possible so that I can get the transmissions that have been coming through, as is Professor Kareem. And uh, I just wanted to bring that to your attention, beloved. The... Indeed. Professor Kareem. Yes, beloved. Yeah, I was told that you also, you know, made your way, you made some treks to the West Coast as of recently. Do you want to speak about your trips? Yes. Actually, I contacted you. I wasn't able to get a response. You were the first person I contacted when I went out there. Okay. And I... What I did was I was in L.A., in the L.A. area. I was in Pasadena, different places, and I was holding meditations while I was out there and doing healing work and that type of thing. That's what I was mainly doing while I was there. I traveled from L.A. up to San Jose through San Francisco, I was in that area, and yes. I got to meet a shaman from an Aztec shaman by the name of Mazatzin, who I would like eventually to come to the East Coast and do some events, and perhaps you would be interested in interviewing him because he has the calendar that he produces, and he's also an, okay. an artist in he knows about all of the different archetypes that are in the Aztec and Mayan calendars, and he can give the explanation of them because he's a shaman. Those are the type of people that I met. It was very interesting for me. It was a, a different experience. I hadn't been to the West Coast since 1999, so that's quite a while. And yes, but yes, it was a yes, good indeed. trip. Hopefully, myself and Brother Gano will be able to do something in Agape and Michael Beckwith's station because I was I that was, to that was my you next about that. question. Yes, my next question yes. to you was well, I had a two part question. I wanted to know as an energy worker, what were your feelings on the energy of Los Angeles? And two, of course, I wanted to know, you know, whether you passed through Agape during your travels and linked up with, uh, you know, the family over there. Do you know the brother, yes. um, Sarius Miraculi? Yes, I had the opportunity to meet him briefly. I watched him perform, yes. and he's quite dynamic uh, with the digital. I've seen in my mind, yeah, I've seen in my mind's eye that, you know, that you met the brother or witnessed him perform. So that's amazing. 
Uh, let me um, open up my brother's line real quick because his line just dropped, and I want you to definitely please continue. Red, you with us? Peace. Peace. Okay, yes, please continue, Professor. Yes, and what happened was I went to Agape, and actually Bernard Michael Beckwith came to the Alchemy event. And he came to my table, and he looked at the flyer I had on the table, and he told my assistant that this guy here, he's from New York, isn't he? And shortly after that, I came. I had met him previously, and I reintroduced Mm -hmm. myself to him, and he invited me to Agape, and he also told me to speak to his brother Akili in a bookstore. Of yes. which I did when I when I did go to Agape. I went there about three or four times while I was in LA. But I went and had a meeting with Akili and he invited me to do a workshop in a bookstore. Of yes. which I have to get back in contact with him and see that when Dono and myself go to California in May that we can possibly at least do something in the bookstore to make that connection. And I don't know right. what's jumping off with you and AA and Sister Kristen Littles. I don't know out there what's going on with Sabir Bay, but perhaps there's something else that we can do within that network. No, absolutely. Um, you know, I've spoken to Gano several times about, you know, the possibilities of doing something a little bit more expansive in the Los Angeles area. And, um, you know, I would like to facilitate that. I definitely would would love to, you know, introduce the idea of doing something in conjunction with uh, Mata G, who is a healer yeah. out here that has a healing temple right in South Central. But like you, like I said earlier, when the Buddha relics and when all the light masters come through the states, they got to come see her. She's the oracle for real. So I would love to see something done on that level. There are other places, there's um, other spiritual centers that I would be interested with, um, you know, talking to them and seeing what possibly could be done. But we'll be in contact. I'll just get the date situated and definitely um, push on that, on, on, on that note. Now, funny enough, <clears throat> somebody in the chat room asked what Agano does acting classes. You know, and when when they asked that and it was responded to them in the chat room that you don't do that, I thought about I thought about an acting teacher that I knew. Okay, and her the name of her course was the Spirited Actor Workshop. Right? Right, well, yeah, on, my brother you, actually you said someone answered that I don't do that? Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I think this is one of your students, Liz. Okay, well that's that's not true. I actually do teach um, acting classes, and I've taught at Port Richmond High School on Staten Island, and uh, I just actually taught them uh, Midsummer Night Dream, and they entered a competition at Brooklyn Academy of Music and won out of fifty different schools that participated. And I have a student who was one of my young uh, protégés. His name is Michael Rainey, Jr., and he was in 
He's been in quite a few movies, and I got him the lead in a movie called L.U.V., Learning Uncle Vernon, with Common, uh, Megan Good, Michael Kenneth Williams, Charles S. Dutton. And, you know, he's somebody that I coached him, and I told him, I said, if you do exactly what I tell you, you're going to get the lead in this movie. I actually took him to Baltimore myself, introduced him to Common, and me and Common formed a great relationship. And he went on to get the lead in the movie, and he's doing very well. So I, I teach people, I, I, I do teach that, and, you know, I, I don't open that up private, I, I don't open it up publicly, but if someone does need to be coached or anything like that, I have done that in the past, and, you know, I have some, okay. a good track record to prove what I do. And how does, how does one go about contacting you for that specific request? That that would be interesting. Like I said, I haven't opened it up publicly, but if it is something that is emergent, I would imagine they could always contact me on Facebook or send me in an inbox or you know reach out to me on com, and I would really have to evaluate if it's something that I can um, assist them with. Indeed. Um, mm-hmm. Brother Red. Yes, sir. What was your acting coach's, acting teacher's name? Tracy Moore Maribel. Yeah, I love that I lady. Yeah, Tracy's yeah, been around yeah, for a while. Yeah. She actually was a casting director in New York Undercover years ago. And, and yes, he was. She's definitely, she's definitely shaping people up nicely in the industry. Well, she shaped me up. I, <laughs> I know she did. She surely did. I was yeah. a student in um, 2003, and um, I learned a lot by going through her course. It was a six-week course. You know, I actually, yeah, a lot of stuff came out of that class. One of my ex-girlfriends, as a matter of fact, shout out to her. And um, <laughs> she really expounded on the um, concept of the soul, the spirit, and and channeling, you know, your higher self in the um, in the realm of acting, which goes into the question I was going to ask you earlier in the program. The spirit told me that, you know, timing is everything. Just wait a while because the conversation will organically come up, and then you could insert question here. And it was going. The question I was going to direct to you was when you were speaking about, we were talking about the altar and we were talking about the gatherings and the classes and whatnot, and I was going to ask you, at what degree of spirituality, um, especially your newfound, um, on your newfound journey, as you go deeper along your journey, your hero's journey, and you go deeper down the rabbit hole, what, um, how, did, how has that benefited your acting, your, your ability to channel into another character or another uh, part of yourself, rather, to tap into um, the uh, the different spirits that dwell within you to become that character that's in the script. That's a good, that's a great question, and um, I would I would say that it's it's all interrelated. Even when I'm doing a painting, creativity is is an infinite bank. Of of, um, of of intelligence that once you plug into it, 
you know, it's it's limitless what can come through you. So I would say how my spiritual development has served me, it really just adds a different re- reservoir to draw to draw from. And I actually just finished doing a pilot called Famous, and um, I, I didn't have to do anything really, really deep in that, so I didn't have to dig deep. Um, that was very – it was an easy job for me. But um, when I have to do something that's more – that calls for me to dig deeper, probably a good theater piece that I have to sink my teeth into, I will be able to switch into those resolves. And and really what that is, being an actor, you have to be uninhibited to the extent that you're willing to give of the personal pain and share that with people and not be worried about how ugly you appear to be. Um, One of my clients, his name is Michael Kenneth Williams, he plays Chalky White on the on Boardwalk Empire, and he played Omar on The Wire. We actually were just talking recently, and you know, we were talking about how he uses his ancestors. He basically channels the spirit of his father and, and Uncle Buck and three of his other uncles, and they literally come through him when he's in front of the camera. You know what I mean? And I was giving him different techniques of how to work with the altar that will assist him on having a greater command and a larger aperture of power. And um, he's been one of my clients for about two years as a, a spiritual advisor, but he's also a really, really good friend of mine. And um, Rock Wilder, who's, a, who's a, an, an, a, a Grammy Award-winning producer, he actually is also one of my clients. He's about ready to produce and give to the world some really, really great music because he's opened up uh, a certain compartment in his heart chakra, and he's ready to institute what the Spirit has been offering him for a long time. And, you know, this really applies to anyone. You know, when someone is willing to just tap into the reservoir, it's, it's amazing, you know, what can uh, what can come through you. Yes, indeed. And it's very important that he mentioned this information about Anahata or the heart chakra. It's well known that the heart chakra has the highest vibration in the body more than the brain. Yes. And most most people are locked in the first two chakras and they don't even realize it. And when you're in the first two chakras, you're not in heaven yet within the body. Not until you pass through the heart chakra then you start getting into heaven in the body. And the energy has to open up in the heart in order for you to be able to really reach your apogee or the higher potential of yourself. You have to open up your heart chakra. And most people through Western teaching are locked in their brain too. They're not dealing with the heart mind because you actually have like three Dangins in your body based on Taoist teaching. In the third eye is the upper Dandian, Dandian, and then the navel area is the lower Dandian. And all of those areas are like a mind in Taoist teaching. And you have to unite all three of those minds into one 
and that gives you more power when you have the ability to do that. And when you communicate people, when you communicate to people through your heart chakra, you're able to make a connection that's much different when people can feel your kindness, your loving kindness and your compassion and the sincerity that you deliver that compassion with. They're able to feel that, and that can cause a change to take place. So this is definitely very important. So I just wanted to add that to what Brother Donald mentioned about the heart. That's yes. right, and and it's so funny because you know if if someone were to listen to how Professor Kareem and I communicate over the phone, they would probably think we're joking but it's like when I call him or he calls me it's always like how you doing beloved peace king like we really cherish the way in which we regale and interface with each other and it is always an authentic sincere heartfelt communication to the extent to which we're able to really do for each other or use each other's resources as if it is for ourselves. Now, if you multiply this outwardly to everyone in whom you're dealing with, you know, your growth or your expansion is really in how you treat and regale other people, which antithetically is something that I abhor when I see a lot of these shows that are really promoting the antithesis when you look at, you know, the Steve Wilkos and basketball-wise and all of these shows that really teach you the opposite of how to deal with people. And this is the type of programming assault that doesn't allow people to reach certain heights because it's made fashionable to be disparaging and to hate on other people or to do other things. So we really have to watch the things that we allow in our consciousness or in our periphery even when even because those things can really, really hold you back in so many different ways. And at a certain point, it'll start to affect you physically, you know, with different, um, you know, different diseases or, you know, a lot of people wonder why they have headaches, why they walk with a limp or why this thing has suddenly come upon them. It's through the diet that you have different things that you allow inside of your consciousness, you know, you have to really, really watch out for those things and stand guard and be responsible with the things that are floating in and out of your senses, you know. Now, you mentioned something that I want to get a little bit more insight on. You were speaking about your exchange with the brother and the genuine nature of it, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I think in this community, a lot of those terms are just thrown around without any authenticity behind it, you know, without the intention being pure when someone calls another brother a king, mm-hmm. you know, or, 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 or God. And, you know, for Brother Red Pill, um, I saw the video <clears throat> with the no, young boy, do Rael. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that, beloved. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. See, he just called Don't you beloved. That, That's what I'm talking about. You know? Don't do that. Right. But what, what I'm speaking about is the I know exhibition. 
in the use of that word that people use before they're like setting someone up to get ready to tear them down. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. these these, these words and these phrases that was an isolated incident. In my opinion, and I did appreciate the discourse because he he substituted the N word and he substituted, you know, terms of endearment that, you know, brothers and sisters may utilize in the street when, because just to hip everybody was what I'm talking about. There was a video where a brother from the Hebrew Israelite nation was schooling another brother who was asking him questions. So in his discourse with the brother, he was saying, wait, King, you know, I'm going to correct you and what it is that you're saying. But he was slaying him with the information. He was, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was, he was swinging his sword. But instead of saying, hold on, nigga, chill, my nigga, like peace, you know what I mean? He was calling him king, therefore building him up, but attacking his lower self or his ignorance in the attempts to pull him up to his higher self with tough love, something the brothers and sisters are truly not accustomed to, and they really have not even experienced something like that, dealing, you know, with, 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 with certain generations. Mm-hmm. So what I was just saying, Blue, is that I did catch the same thing that you caught. I was like, oh, he's rocking him to sleep with the king thing, but he's killing him at the same time. But I still respect the fact that the dialogue amongst our brothers and sisters, even those who are of a uh, street persuasion, we're beginning to adapt titles and we're leaning more into addressing our brothers and sisters with titles of nobility, even if the brothers and the sisters don't even carry themselves accordingly. You know what I mean? It's the intent that they're implanting within a brother and a sister because it goes back into a video that me and A.A. Rashid did many years ago uh, with Brother Rich, and we were talking about the utilization of um, uh, titles and terms such as noble and L and Bay, we was like, yo, it, it would be hard for someone to be like, you know what, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go around the corner and kill that noble. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna go smoke that noble. You know, I'm gonna go smoke that king, as opposed to I'm gonna go around the corner and murk that nigga. I'm gonna go murk that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it those those words somehow correlate more than you would say. You would sound real crazy if you were saying I'm gonna go to cause harm to the noble. So that's why it's so important to increase your vocabulary. And Gano is definitely a good example of that because yeah. when people learn word mastery, they make more money. It's true. People that have a larger vocabulary get the jobs. They have the ability to communicate in using the right words. See, right. sometimes people attempt to Hold use yeah. so-called big words, but they're not in a right. proper context. And right. Let me share this with important. the audience <clears throat> very quickly, family. Three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five is the number that you want to call, like right now, if you want to continue with us. Um, Is it 12 past... going to end? Or... Oh, Friday, 9, 10. <laughs> my bad, yeah. My apologies, family. It's all good. But still call in. Get a head start. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, 
beloved Professor Kareem, and and I agree with you. And you know, one thing that I will also add to that is that uh, you are judged every day by the vernacular in which you speak and the patterns in which you speak. Not only that, but you can tell. You know, I I came across someone. This is about four or five years ago. He made a very profound on me, and I could tell. I was guessing in my head as he was talking to me what grade he dropped out of school in. And, you know, this is not a disrespect, but I was just, you know, and, and what was coming to me was he, he, he didn't finish the sixth grade because I could just tell the, the, the texture and the level of, of where he was at within his own conversation. And then I stopped him. I said, brother, let me ask you something. Um, what, what was the highest grade you've completed? And he went on to tell me the seventh grade. And, you know, silently I just was confirmed that, you know, I can tell. So it's important for us to carry some kind of, you know, responsibility in our conversation. And like I said, it, it really does feel good to me to be able to regale someone and bestow that title upon them when I'm communicating with them. Also, we bless each other with how we speak to each other. We curse each other as well. And when we do curse each other, and I don't mean in terms of explicative, but I mean in terms of, you know, the manner and the, the intonations and the, you know, a lot of people like to minimize what you're doing, you know, and, and Becky and I were talking about this earlier. <laughs> you can actually, people kind of tell on themselves when they say, how you doing, Gano? You still doing your little uh, your little spiritual thing? You know, they minimize and basically tell on they tell on themselves how little they think about what it is that you are doing when they use terminologies like that, and they're not even aware of it. So, you know, when you actually have these banter's with people that isn't of an opulent place you basically are creating negative karmic backlash for yourself through your own lyrics that you are going to experience many times over. You know what I mean? And when people start to realize that, they really will not people. And when I do that, I even say it out loud to the universe. It's a practice that I would like to offer to everyone who's listening. There's a difference between observation and judgment. And it's something to think about. And if you're observing something about somebody, that's one thing. But when you're casting judgment, it's a whole different thing that comes with that. So, you know, we do have a lot to learn in terms of just with the language that we're using and how we're using it and the responsibility that is inherent on us to hold ourselves accountable or at least have some kind of respect enough for ourselves not to use certain idioms and, you know, certain uh, certain vernacular that just would not put us in a positive light. And I would like to say that, you know, it does feel good to be able to distinguish the difference between the two, you know. Can I ask you this on a personal note? Have you ever, um, what I got to I, got to wait for you to sprung first, I, I, right? I, I didn't know if I was and by I, myself there for a minute, but okay. Indeed. No, we're all here. Um, okay. wanted to ask you in your travels and in your work, have you ever encountered or, or run into the brother um, Tyrese? Tyrese. You know, he has some, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyrese the singer. Got some very I, inspirational uh, videos on YouTube that I, that I come across quite often. And you know, he seems to be speaking from a very quote unquote spirited place. You know, and in my mind's eye, I just always see y'all doing something together. So I was wondering, like, yeah. I I haven't met him yet, but like I said, uh, my 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 brother Rock Wilder, who was uh, my client, produces is producing his album as we speak, and I have put it out there that I would like to, you know, to meet him, and and I actually have seen some of what he's putting out there. He's putting out a lot of a lot of light on Facebook, and and I thank Tyrese for that because he has a great audience and a lot of people. So he's he's taking great responsibility with the things that he is uh, putting out there, and he's also going through some things. I see that um, you know he's 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 sharing with the people, and people also are relating to that. So you know, I definitely congratulate Tyrese for doing that. Yes, yes, the brother's going through something, I believe, with the mother of his child, right? Which is uh, definitely something that I'm sure that. You know, a large swath of, of you know, the population in our peer group, in particular, um, can relate to. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, I just I continuously see that, and it's clear in my mind. So I just thought that you know, I wanted the opportunity to get a chance to share that with you. So I figured it now would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see that happening as well. I'm sure that something is is going to, you know, to happen. I don't, I'm not sure to what extent, but I can, I can feel that as well, beloved. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, you know, God willing, when you brothers make your way out here to L.A., you know, we can make that a reality. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that that's if, if he happens Absolutely. to be out there, because I know he, he moves around quite a bit, but um, that would be fantastic for sure. You know. Indeed. All right. Family, if there's anyone on the phone line, does anyone tune in to tonight's conversation that has any questions, comments or concerns? And I'm more than certain that the family out there has questions and comments. Okay. Now would be the time to press one on your phone. We'll be going to the lines very shortly with the permission of our guests, of course. So get ready, y'all. All right, we're going to be going to the lines very shortly. Mm-hmm. So press and one, And while we're family. waiting for that, I'm sorry, bro. Um, yes, I'm finished. I know that you had you had asked uh, about the L.A. community, and I wanted to weigh in on that. And from what I was taught from, you know, one of my one of my teachers is that L.A. and New York has the largest community of immortals or children of immortals. So, you know, there's a a large spiritual hub that is in both areas. And, you know, it's no coincidence that, you know, we're here in New York, you're out there in L.A., and there definitely is a gravitational pull and surge that attracts certain people, you know, to those both coasts. But there's also also a spiritually energetic reason for that, especially with the immortals holding balance for that beacon of spiritual light that, you know, that comes through. 
This is definitely the time for this immortal type of a frequency. And me, myself, personally, I've been going through a lot of energetic changes now. And previously, I had some experiences that were very profound. And now that I'm going through it again, I'm more clear on what it is that I'm doing. And some very powerful energy that is presently abound. And there's a lot of reality in the avatar when they show the waterbenders, the firebenders, the earthbenders, the airbenders, because we yes. are all composed of those elements. And it's important that we master those elements. That's all part of becoming an immortal. You must master the elements. Until you master the elements, you can't be an immortal. That's one of the very important keys. And the time that we're in now, when people talk about ascension, that's essentially what's being spoken of, about uniting with the elements so that you'll be able to ascend to the Akasha principle, which is the etheric principle. In order for you to unite with the ethereal principle, you have to first master the four elements. And the four elements are also related to emotions that you have, like you could relate fire to not only your heart, but you can also relate it to anger, to being quick to anger. You have to learn how to control your anger because your anger is part of your ego. And when you're going through an ascension process, you're going to have to deal with that issue of your anger. And you have to be able to also deal with your fears. Like you might have a fear of heights because you have a deficiency of that. So now you got to deal with that. So you may start having dreams about being on a high mountain precipice. How are you going to control your emotions in that situation? So you have to address that. You have to address all of your fears and overcome them because you have to be courageous in this process because many things will happen to you. You may even have certain kind of responses in your body like heart attack or many types of thoughts may come to you as you're going through the transformation. And you have to overcome all of those fears. And the main fear that you have to overcome is the fear of death. That's one of the most haunting things, the fear of death. You have to overcome yes. that. You have to face it and realize in reality there's no such thing as death. There's just transformation from one form to another form. That's right. And I just wanted to share that. Well said, brother. No one has any questions out there? <laughs> uh, yes, they. Yes, I do see hands up. Um, let's go to caller from the 407. Caller from the 407. 
230407 caller. Peace. Hello. Hello. I was just Greetings. listening. I don't have a question. Greetings. I just have, I'm just listening. Okay. All right. Good well, you, hear, you got the brothers. Yeah. You sure you're good? Yeah. You don't have yeah. anything to ask? Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. Not I a agree problem. with what they say. Okay. All right. Indeed. Put you back on mute. Let's go to caller from the 786-447. Again, family, if there's anyone out there, please don't be shy. Press one on your phone at this time. We will open up your line. Caller from the 786-447. Caller, peace. 786, call a piece. Not very well. You have to speak louder. Paul, are you with us from the 786? Peace. Okay, I guess not. Put that back on mute. Let's go to caller from the 347. Caller from the three four seven five seven six three four seven caller. Peace. Hi. I have a question for Dano. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Hello? How are you? Um, I heard you talking earlier about Merkaba. A Merkaba. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what that was. That's a, the the Merkaba actually is your it, it is a light chip that your body is capable of producing. Not not your body, but there is a, a light that is generated that your body has to, to translate into, and that is the Merkaba. There are many different societies on the planet um, that were in Tibet, that were in China, um, Africa, Egypt, that cultures that basically facilitated programs where they would take a grouping of people into a uh, a very clandestine secret program that will um, have you turn your body into light uh, some of the some of these cultures a lot of the cultures are have been wiped out by the government uh, the Zojins, the Gnostics the Essenes uh, some of the Tibetan monks actually that would take you into a cave for a period of, of seven years so that you could lose your shadow and you could emerge as a light being, which really is a, uh, it, is an ex- it is the most exalted state possible to be attained in, uh, by the human form. It is also the state in which you will uh, translate and you will not experience the change called death because you take the faculty of, of every single one of your parallel aspects, multidimensional and interdimensional aspects with you into the higher world, and you may traverse wherever you wish. And that is something that probably a very small fraction of people will actually be uh, successful in doing. And the Merkaba is a passport that um, most people have inside of them if you're willing to relegate yourself to the task of achieving it. But it probably would be analogous to one giving up all of their earthly riches and joining a monastery and doing mantras for most of the day and meditating all night. And most people are not built to have a lifestyle. 
that garners that kind of acumen. So that's what the Merkaba is, my dear. Wow. Okay, thank you, you so much. And you also have that tradition, the Kabbalists, to have a Merkaba tradition also. And in the Hebrew language, Merkaba means chariot. And yes. it's a light vehicle that was utilized by Elijah to go up into the heavens. And Ezekiel seen the Ophani or the wheels in the heavens that he witnessed. Hmm. And also Henoch or Enoch also experienced that in his journey into the heavens as well. And there are people that are Merkaba mystics. Many of them were in Spain during the time of the golden age of the Moors, and they communicated with the different Sufi masters and the Kabbalists and the Christian mystics. They all communicated because it was like open, very open at that time of exchange of information in that society. And also many things were brought to Europe at that time, such as streetlights, underwear, oranges, salt, eyeglasses, sewer systems, bathhouses, so many different things came during that time and spirituality went to a very high level and people started to really, really get into their disciplines and have many types of experience, mystical experiences. Some of them even went crazy in the process of dealing with this light frequency because light is no joke. Light is very, very powerful and you have to be, like I said, you have to be very courageous when you're dealing with this because when this type of energy starts to surge through your body, that's when you become transformed, you see. And then you have the ability to do many mystical things. You can do healing. Your, bo- your body heals from this. Mm. Once this frequency is moving through your body, the different maladies that like carpal tunnel syndrome and arthritis and all of those things have to move out of the body then because you receive what the Buddhists call the Vajra. The Vajra is like a lightning bolt. The Dorje that you see, the symbol that the Buddhists hold, they call it a Dorje, it's also called a thunderbolt, a Vajra. That's the Mm. energy that they're dealing with. They're dealing with light, lightning, light energy. Yeah. So how would one start on this journey? Like, is there a workshop? Is there something that I could do to begin? Well, you could get the Kundalini Reiki initiation from Gano. Uh, He does those, and that can help you to tap into that energy. Okay, are there websites that I yes. can go to? Um, yeah, you could go to galacticus.com, and you could also go to... How do you spell that? That's G-A-L-I-G-H-T-I-C-U-S. And there is a mailing list there that you could sign up for, 
and we will be sending out um, the next initiation notice for Kundalini Reiki. And the next one actually will be in Atlanta, but you missed the deadline to sign up for that. Um, mm. But just stay tuned to the website, and also you could join us on Facebook, and we have a presence there. So I, I would hope to uh, to meet you and initiate you as soon as you're ready. Thank you so much, and God bless you guys. Have a great night. God bless you too, Bye-bye. and have a beautiful evening. Thank you. Okay. To the 786 number, 76447, 76447, caller. Peace. Yes, sir. Greetings. Greetings. Yes, sir. Greetings. Yes, sir. Greetings. I give thanks to uh, Red and the Blue Pill and uh, the professor and uh, Perdano. Um, um, I'm a truck driver, and I guess I always tune in. And um, My question was... Um, now you mentioned that you gain more life, you know, starting to you know clean up your life. That you're gonna be, you're gonna be getting some fight from those dark thoughts, right? So, um, uh, is there um, like a, a course that you can take? Because for me, for my being taught in this part, like I get the biggest fight from like my uh, one of my children's mothers. You know what I mean, I mean like feel wicked with it, and I'm like, you know, I mean. And then I remember one time, I remember listening to Brother Bob, and he said that as you start to go on your God path, the closest to you will be the devil. You know what I mean? So is there anything you can do? Because it's like it takes a lot for me to keep my patience, and i got to keep a cool head as I drive this truck, because the truck itself is a, the weapon, is a, you know what I mean? So you got to be like, you got to always be thinking. And I can't have a lot of stress on my head when I'm driving the truck. Whenever she calls in and stuff like that, it brings that about. So I was just wondering, is there a... And then there's the courses that you mentioned or the seminar. Um, is that topic covered extensively, how to protect yourself so that you don't um, leave yourself wide open? To, uh, okay. Brother, let me, I, I know where your spirit is at, so let me just jump in and, and Professor Kareem can jump in as well. Um, what I'm sensing from you is you need to have a talisman with you at all times that can protect your being from certain assaults. So you, there there are a few different talismans that you can get to protect you. Um, And in terms of where you are in terms of your enlightenment, like I said, if you go to galacticus.com, I have many workshops and different presentations that can stretch you in any directions. Um, But let me ask you something. What, Type of, what type of prayer do you do every day? Uh, do you do a prayer no, every day? Do you do the divine part of yourself prayer. every day? No, um, um, I don't have a prayer that I follow like that. You know, first thing I get up, I just give thanks. You know what I mean? I, I always wake up happy. Like I'm motivated, you know, and I just give okay. thanks. And I just, you know. Okay, and, and I'm going to just say because I don't want to, I don't want to keep you on too long. But one of the things I could say, please visit the website and look at the talismans or, or the products page. And there are some talismans that speak exactly to what you need. But what you can do right now, and it's wonderful that you're waking up in a state of gratitude. That's excellent. A lot of people forget though that you know when you go outside 
in a snowstorm, you're not going to go out without a coat. You're not going to go out without a hat. You're not going to go out without boots, correct? Yes. So you have to also look at the fact that you are traveling in a truck that's going to take you across many different energy grids that may be positive, some may be negative. So that's analogous to you going outside with the proper garments on that are going to protect your body from the elements, yes? Yes. So you're going to need to adorn yourself in certain spiritual protection. One of the things that you need to do is you need to do ask for protection. You need to you can also have a talisman that protects you. Pray for protection. Pray for guidance and be aware that it's something that you can do to shield yourself from certain disturbances that you cannot control in and of yourself. All right, you're welcome, beloved. The Professor, you, Did you want to you speak to that, Professor you want to add on? Yes. yes. There are, like Vagano was saying, there are several different types of talismans that are available in the New York area. In fact, Gano can bear witness to this, that I recently introduced him to a marabou, which is a type of shaman from Senegal, where he has a variety of different types of talismans. And Gano had the opportunity to see one of the talismans demonstrated to see if it actually worked, if it was an authentic vestment to wear on your body. Because the time that we're in now, you need, you do need protection. That's for sure. That's right. And you need to have some type of prayer, mantras, or something that you do on a daily basis so that your spirit can be elevated. It's very important. It's very essential to have this. You have to find some kind of way to find something that's suitable for yourself that you can do on a daily basis. Just like you go to the bank and you put money in the bank and you save money so that you can be able to get something when you need it. And the same thing you need in your spiritual bank account. You need to add up enough spiritual points that you're able to get support from that source when you need it. That's right. And you know what, brother? I'm going to just go all the way with it, Brother Kareem. I'm going to just put it out there. Um, the, the, the talisman or the protection that uh, Brother Kareem was talking about was I, was, I doubted it at first because Brother Kareem told me about a brother who actually deals with talismans and makes these talismans. And we're going to protect this brother's identity, but I told the brother that I will make it available to a larger group of people that are worthy of it. And I, I doubted it. And there was something that I, my eyes did not want to believe what I saw. And Brother Kareem, you were telling me this. I, I, I believed you, but I still needed to see it from my own eyes, beloved. <laughs> so, I, we, we went to go break bread with this brother, and this brother rolled up his sleeve. He took a very large knife. He rolled up a piece of a, a newspaper, actually, and he hacked away at the newspaper. 
Now, you could try this at home. Get a newspaper, roll it up, and hack away at it with a very sharp knife and see what happens. This brother took the knife, rolled up the sleeve to his arm, and hacked away at his arm, and nothing happened to his arm. He did feel the pressure of the knife going against him. And then he went on to tell me that, this is a talisman, I got one, Brother Kareem has one, and uh, our dearly beloved uh, Brother Ankh has one. We all got ours the same day. And uh, this talisman protects you against many different forces, knives being one of them, bullets being another one, uh, plane crashes, extremely powerful. And another thing, too, uh, beloved, I would also tell you that I, I went to the spirit world and I checked it out thoroughly. And it is official, and it is everything he says it is. And some things that he doesn't even say it is, it is. So I told him that I'm going to make something available on Galacticus within the next two days that I will have those there for people who need that kind of protecting. And sometimes, you know, there are people who are in war-torn countries or people that are very violent neighborhood. They need that, so... I will leave it at that. Have, have, has everyone gone good night, night? Okay. No, we're here. Well, thank you, thank you, brother. Appreciate Okay. Okay. Yes, indeed. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you, caller. Okay, we have a few seconds left for the family to join us. Three four seven six three seven two one three five. That's three four seven six three seven. Two one three five. Okay, family, you have a few seconds left. Please call in if you want to continue with us. Three four seven six three seven two one three five. Okay, Professor, call back just in time. His line dropped. Are you with us, speech brother? Yes, I'm back. Okay, let's go to another caller. This caller is calling in from area code eight one five eight one five three four two eight one five. Caller. Peace. peace, peace. Greetings. Can you guys hear me? Very well. Yes, we do. Great, great. Hey, you guys are talking about dreams, and I keep having this reoccurring dream, and haven't been able to figure it out. Uh, it goes where I'm in familiar places, and through the course of the dream, I always end up in this wasteland barren or uh, mountainous where I'm lost. I mean, it's happened a few times, and uh, I can't figure that out for myself. I I, I think my spirit is trying to tell me something about myself, but uh, I can't figure that one out. Okay, well, let me ask you something. When you Mm -hmm. find – I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah. Okay. No, go ahead, brother. You you, you you do your thing on this. What's going on in your life right now? Is mm. there a decision that you have to make? Are you having a problem making a decision? Do you have a lot of things in your mind, a lot of things on your plate? That could be true. Uh, I recently lost my sight, and uh, I'm a... Of my kidneys, they uh, my kidneys failed on me. 
And, uh, uh, you know, I've maintained pretty much a healthy life. You know, I'm trying to always, you know, perplexes me why this came over me. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm having an issue thinking like, okay, uh, what's next for me? You know what I'm saying? I don't know where I go from here, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, beloved, um, if I may, one of the things that I would tell you unequivocally, first of all, I, I, I definitely commiserate with um, what has befallen you. But one of the things that I would say, and I can't imagine what it is for your adjustment, uh, but one of the things that I could say, have you noticed that your other four physical senses have gotten have compensated for the loss of your sight. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. Okay. One of the things that I just want to inspirit you that's coming through me is utilize this as an opportunity to go within and not to be full because you don't need eyes to see, beloved. And, you know, if you look at the depth to which, you know, Julio Iglesias, Roy Orbison, Stevie Wonder, or Ray Charles, these are just musicians, but there are many people that have not had the uh, the physicality of sight in order to see. But you also have a third eye, which is wireless inner communication. Ask your body intelligence to access and put online that um, that faculty. Now, you said that your kidneys failed? Yes, sir. Okay, you need to um, – I don't even know if a kidney or liver flush would be advantageous at the time, but that is endemic of you taking in, obviously, you know, too many toxins that have shut down your, 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 your kidneys. But one thing I would ask you to do is do you meditate every day? Well, not every day, but I do a couple times a week. Okay, let, let me ask you something. Would you be willing to begin your day with saluting the divine part of yourself and say, I'm going to, before I do anything, anything, even before I, you know, before I go out into the world or before I listen to a program, whatever you do, if you start every single day with honoring the immortal part of yourself first through meditating for at least 20 minutes to a half an hour, I guarantee you that you will see something. And when I say that, you're going to be made aware of if you really wish to know. And it's not going to cost you any more than a half hour out of your day. And the reason that I'm prescribing you to do this at the beginning of your day is because the rest of your day is going to be brought into alignment by how you started off. Yes, sir. And I would also say that take advantage of this period because your other senses have have definitely picked up, but this could be uh, something very powerful for you. And I would also tell you that your soul had uh, orchestrated this to happen, and don't look at it as an unfortunate circumstance. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know what, brother? Let me, let me. Okay, I want you to hold on because I would like to take your number, and I want to. I actually want to consult you, brother, so I don't want to lose. Matter of fact, um, is there a way that you could take this number down and you could call me? 
Uh, you know what? Uh, that's my issue right there. <laughs> if I wrote it down, I wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> but, you know but you know what? That That's fine. Um, uh, I would take your number if you felt like giving it out, but you know it's up to you, brother. I have, I have, I have the number. I'll inbox you the number. Okay, there you go. Okay, okay. cool. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. Thank you, uh, brother. What's your name? Harry. Okay, I'm going to be reaching brother out to Harry. you tomorrow, beloved. Okay. Harry with a P. Oh, Perry. Okay. Oh, Perry. Mm-hmm. Okay, Perry. I'm going to yes. reach out to you tomorrow, brother. Yes, sir. Okay. Have a great evening. All right. Okay, one more question, too. You guys are talking about the Merkaba, right? And I was listening to Minister Farrakhan. I don't know if you guys listen to him any. But he always I, talking about... I have, yes, I have observed his series on the wheel. If that's yes. What talking about. Yes. And I think now listening to you guys, uh, I'm thinking that's the meditation he's doing. He's doing a Merkaba meditation. Because he's always re- referencing Ezekiel. Yes. When he's talking about the will. Could that the be will. possible? Right. Well, he talks about that because that was something that his teacher Elijah Muhammad used to speak about a lot. Now, if he's uh, into Merkaba meditation, that's a whole other question mm. because there's certain breathing techniques that go with that. There's like 17 dif- different breathing techniques that you have to do over a period of time to increase the light frequency in your body. Of course, everything is connected with the breath. The breath is that spark that's in you that you have to activate. You have to, life energy, life force control is through the breath, key. So when you're meditating, you have to breathe. And there's different forms of breathing techniques. There's so many different ones, you know, like, keeping a certain level of awareness of your anal sphincter muscle as you breathe and lifting it up gently as you inhale. That's what helps to activate the sacral pump to bring the energy up into the crown area. It's a whole discipline unto itself. Yes, sir. And then your mind has to be in a certain state too because you have to use your mind to direct the energy. Because where your mind goes, energy goes. Now, whether or not he's doing that, he might be. It's possible. Hmm. Uh, That was just a question in my head, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you, Carl. Thank you. I'll be waiting for your call, sir. Okay, absolutely, Perry. I will be reaching out tomorrow for sure. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace, King. Indeed, brother. Peace. Okay, I have another caller. Um, I believe this number is of the 917-917-403. Caller from the 917-403. Caller. Peace. Peace, peace. Peace to the gods. Peace. 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 
Peace, peace, greetings. I wanted to ask a brother a question. Matter of fact, this is Brother Leku. Peace, Leku. Peace, brother. Peace, peace, peace. What's going on? Well, he just touched on something that it when he jumped back to the macabre, I read a couple of years ago, I guess it was something from Gianvalo Melchizedek, and it also was speaking about, even as he said, the breathing techniques and the visualization. And basically, as you said, where your mind flows, your energy goes. So is it is your initiation something similar to this? Because it's something interesting. There's an initiation. Yeah. There's a workshop that that that's specific to what Dronvalo Melchizedek does, but you would have to reach out to you know to his program for that. And there's also you know a different program that. Uh, Maureen St. Germain does, she does a, a program, and we're also going to introduce a, um, a light body program, but that's not going to be until 2015. We're actually receiving our orders from a certain place in the universe right now, so that's, they've made that, they're not going to make that um, fully, they don't want us to make that available until 2015, but we are putting certain programs together for that, and it will be something completely different than what everybody else is doing. And we've actually petitioned and asked for something that is um, not easy, but something that is attainable, but it has to match the desire and the effort of the initiate. So, you know, if you're willing to, you know, to keep in tune till then, we'll have something by 2015. All right, that sounds very interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can't rush perfection. I guess we're not really perfect in that sense, but we got to work right. and build, gradually build to higher heights. So I understand right. that. That's great information. Yes. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, well uh, and I'll also say that the reason that we are, um, that we were told that our Merkaba program will not be available to 2015 because there are certain radiations that haven't come to this world yet. Mm. So when those radiations start, um, we will, you know, we will bring, we will make that available to people who, who was, I actually started talking about that um, a year ago, but, you know, we had went to um, meditation and the beings that basically guide us were just saying that, um, the radiation is not on the planet yet, so that's basically what we're waiting for. All right, brother. Well, okay. When the time is right, everything's going to be right. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. All right, brother. Brother Blue. Sure, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Brother Blue, this is um, Brother Red. Before we. In the night, I do have a commercial. I have an offer for the immediate family as well, so I'm not sure if we have any more callers. Um, no, we have got all of the hands up. All right, there we have another hand up in the call queue. Um, call up, apologize. I can't see the first number of your of your um, the first number of your number. But you just raise your hand so you know who you are. Your first three numbers start in 712. The other numbers are 51. I don't know, maybe 651. Let's try it out. 
caller from the 712. Peace. Peace to the family. What's going on? Peace. Greetings. All is well. Wonderful. Just wanted to um, chime in. Um, I didn't get to hear the full duration of the show, but you spoke briefly. Um, greetings to the host and greetings to the, um, the guest tonight. Greetings. Peace. But you spoke um, shortly on talismans, and I think we all been curious um, and attracted to small things and not knowing exactly the true significance and stones as well. And could you impart a little bit of information on, you know, stones and the potential um, healing properties and how they, um, you know, may work with our biology and things like that. And again, um, my name is Marcellus and we're calling from Pasadena, California. I heard you talk about Pasadena a little bit earlier. I don't know who was a caller, but, you know, we had to stand up. So I know you guys are really doing the work, and I have to commend you again. But if I get a little bit of information on that, that would be very helpful to me at the moment. Thank you. Brother Kareem, you want to speak to that first? Yes. Talismans is a very ancient tradition. And on a most basic level, you have planetary talismans, which are called kamias, which are squares. Like you could have a Saturn square that equals 15 in all directions. And different planets have a certain energy, and they have different number configurations that are put into these squares and they create a certain sigil in there, which is a signature for an intelligence of the planet. And that energy is what protects you. Now, you also have crystals, of course, that have different properties, and crystals can also be programmed by you, and they can be used for talismanic protection. Then you okay, also have... Cut in cut in shortly before I forget um, um, my question. Um, as you were recording the different frequencies and how they relate to different protections, um, how would we um, equate um, ourselves and learn, um, again, which ones coincide with which, um, you know, different protective um, properties that you were mentioning? Because well, it sounds a little bit elevated. I don't know if um, I just ain't reached that stage yet, but, uh, you know, I'm inquisitive and trying to see what you're saying. Okay. In relationship to crystals, to the mineral kingdom, there's a concise book that was written by an author by the name of Ross Ben, which is known as Rock of Ages. That's a quite a formative book. Yes. It's a, a very, it's a book that has copious information on the crystal mineral kingdom. will give you a lot of information on different ingredients, different chemical makeup of various crystals. That's one good book that you could get. And there's also a book called The Crystal Bible, which is very informative as well. Now, in relationship to talismans, 
there are many books that you can get, and even on the Internet, you can get some basic information about what makes a talisman. And basically what it is is that different languages are utilized, like Hebrew is utilized, and each letter has a numerical value. And sometimes the numbers are used instead of the letters, but they both add up to the same mathematics. And sometimes certain verses are used from biblical scripture, the Quran, the Vedas, based on what tradition that you're working with. There are yantras that also give off certain type of energy for attracting money that you could carry in your wallet. They're yeah, used for that, that purpose too. Uh, and if there's a specific type of talisman that you're interested in, you can reach Gano or you could reach me and we could help you with that. It's something that you're interested in specifically for a certain purpose, for protection, for love, or whatever it is that you want. So would you, um, for example, would you... Is it disconnected? Hello? Caller? Yeah, yeah. Call his 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 call just dropped. Okay. Mm. His call just dropped. We have another hand up in the call queue. From what I can tell, I hope I'm not opening up the same lines. Call it from six seven eight seven five five. Call it from six seven eight. I believe this is six seven eight seven five five. Call a piece. Hi, you guys. How are you Greetings. doing? All is well with yourself. Susan. Hey, Susan. Hey, Susan. Hi. Um, good morning. Uh, thank you. Good morning. <laughs> thank you for the show and thank you for the information. I'm very, very grateful. Um, I live a very, like, simple, happy, you know, quiet life. And so far for this year, it's been, like, all these huge changes. So one of the things that's kind of bothering me lately is kind of affecting my mood. Um is I had my last residence, I had a housekeeper for years, okay? And she and I became very close friends. Well, now that I'm at my new place, I don't need a housekeeper anymore. And she started bringing in into my new place. She's a devout Catholic. She started bringing in these, like, little statues of Mary. I'm not being disrespectful or anything, but these statues of Mary and these, like, dead like like there's like a dead white Jesus hanging from a cross and stuff and like holy water and salt and she's like blessing the place and out of respect for her because she's an older woman, I didn't really say anything. But she she just got like crazy recently. Just like crazy. Just completely lost her mind. So now I don't speak to her anymore because I can't really deal with negative people and Negative, I just don't want that around me. Well, I find that um, I'm, like, really 
upset about this. And I guess I thought it was because of the loss of a friend, but I don't know. And I just, I can't get over it. She's gone to people that I know, like her wealthy clients or whatever, and um, she's gone to these people, and she's basically chasing my name. Now, that is very, very important to me, my reputation, and she's, like, going crazy, almost like um, like an ex-boyfriend, you know, like a crazy ex-boyfriend. That's kind of how she's behaving. And I, I'm so, dis- I feel so defensive and just, I just can't, I can't shake this. And I'm not sure why. She has a familiar spirit on her. Ugh. And that spirit that she has is upsetting you. But you cannot allow yourself to, she's sick, basically. You can't allow that to disrupt yourself. You have to get a grip on it. And there's some things that you need to do for yourself. Now, do you take spiritual baths? Uh, No. I take bubble baths. You can take a three-salt bath. Mm-hmm. which is salt, Epsom salt, and baking soda. Mm-hmm. And you can put a little lavender oil in there and just let your body sit in there and relax and allow that negativity to go into the tub and just leave you. You don't have to hold that stuff. You can let that go. She's no longer in your residence, is she? Does she still come no. to your house? No, she's not allowed anywhere near here. No. There, there is a, um, and and that's a very useful one, brother Kareem. And 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 what I will ask Red a uh, Blue Pill to do is, if you don't mind, if you have him inbox me your number, there, there's a ritual that I can give you that will stop that in its tracks immediately. So I will offer that to you, um, but I won't do that over the air, though. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. You're welcome. I'm definitely open to it. Thank you. Okay. You're All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Tell okay, well, have you. Welcome. All right. Peace. Absolutely. You can see she's very, you. you can tell by her voice that she's very stressed. Yeah, and I noticed the shift when she started talking about it. There was a huge shift in her, and she didn't start out that way. But I have something that, that will take care of that immediately, though, along with, you know, what right. you had uh, advised her. She takes that on. That would be very useful okay. as well. I just inbox your number. She's on her way. There you go. Gotcha. Thank you. Indeed, indeed. That's what's up. Uh, yes, Brother indeed. Blue, yes, I indeed. do want to make yes. I do want to make this offer to the KTL Empowerment family before we end the show tonight. This is dealing with the um, book club, our cyber book club that we are building up. With um, the offer that we had is no longer standing. Unfortunately, family, the 20 for 20 is no longer standing. Thank you, everyone who participated in, the, in that initial phase. But 
we are not done. We won't close the doors on the family. It's just that some of the prices have gone back to normal. But what I'm doing is I want everyone who has listened to the show tonight with this profound information um, to inbox us at KTLEmpowerment at Gmail. And what we're going to do is cater uh, the books that we have that deal with all of the topics that were covered tonight. Um, We have books on alchemy, a whole folder full of books on alchemy, uh, 18th century chemical terms, a lexicon of alchemy, uh, the alchemical properties of food, the alchemy encyclopedia of occultism, alchemy ancient and modern. So you could do uh, some of the scientifical research on alchemy, which would help improve, you know, your information. We also have a folder of astral projection and out-of-body experiences. We also have a folder on death and afterlife with the books dealing with death and afterlife, uh, dealing with what the brother talked about earlier about embracing death, understanding what death is, um, realizing that it's the inevitable and we all go through it, and it's akin to a transformation into a higher realm. Uh, We have books on divinity and prophecy. We have books on hypnosis, the Kabbalah, karma, magic, both black and white magic, uh, we have the Book of Ceremonial Magic, the Book of Pleasure, uh, Libellus Magic, you want to get funky with the Latin. We have books on metaphysics. We have books on talismans, okay? We have a whole folder full of books on talismans. Tantra, Transformation, Voodoo, Yoga, you name it, is here. Um, the KTL Cyber Library. You know what I mean? And we are going to expound on this information. We're going to study some more so we could definitely have a greater, greater understanding of what these two brothers, this profound information that these two brothers are important to us, okay? Because we, you know, I'm sure that we all are very uh, eager to get on some of the levels that these brothers are when it comes to information, you know. Both of you for coming on the show tonight and raising the vibrations, raising the frequency, raising the bar, making this another certified, classified episode that is going to affect people in more ways than we even know. You know what I mean? And um, I look forward to supporting the upcoming lectures. Um, I will be in front of my altar very soon, you know, with some uh, trinkets from London. And let's see if we can open up a portal so I could act like I'm the Malaysia plane that jumped through a wormhole and wind up across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> going out there as well. Absolutely. Exceed into existence, beloved. And I'm looking forward to it. And um, I, I just want to extend the courtesy to the KTL audience and family for the upcoming Atlantis Kundalini Reiki Master Class Initiation if anyone wants to join that, I will give you a 30% off discount off of the price. So all you have to do is reach out on Galacticus and you know refer KTL, but you have the deadline of this Sunday, which is two more days, 
to enact it or else you'll have to wait for the next one. Okay. Without. So, family, please honor the offer. It's time sensitive, so you got to move on this, moving it like you want it. All right? But definitely, definitely, we want to thank everyone who has journeyed with us and continued with us on this journey here tonight for this wonderful, wonderful presentation, Death, Money, and Dreams, okay? Featuring Brother Gaynor Grills as well as Professor Kareem. For our UK family, because we know that you are out there, all right? You tune in to other shows, tune in to this particular show, and let your people know that the brothers are on their way. They're bringing that light across the pond. You know, everybody keeps telling me the sun don't come out in London. It's a very gray, dreary somewhat type of place. I'm willing to put money on the table and, and, and bet that the sun is out when these brothers are over there. Okay? Thank you, beloved. Thank Absolutely. You. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, thank you for Thank you for having... You know, and I'll let Brother Kareem speak for herself, but, you know, it's always a pleasure when I come through. Thank you for having me, and uh, we will see and talk to each other soon, beloved. Yes, Absolutely. thank you very much. And I know that that sea moss is coming across the pond with you. <laughs> with the secret ingredient. <laughs> yeah, we got to get, get some of that moss in your bag, you know, and, and, and this water, too. You know, they need that water yes. with that. Yes, but, um, for sure. We 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 will work it out. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Right? And I'm I'm thankful for being on. And people, please come through Black and Nobel on the 29th and the 30th. The 29th to come to learn about how to be a healing dynamo and staying in the vortex. That'll be on the 29th from 7 to 10 p.m. Look forward to seeing you there. And on the 22nd, we'll be at Wall Street International, which is called the Open Heart. And now we're going to be having myself, Ross Ben, and Katriel Wise, Sister Nisa Ra, Queen Mother, and also Marina Alakuni. We'll all be working together and doing a presentation, meditation, yoga. We'll have different products there. There'll be live food there and brownies and different things like that at the event. So please come through and check us. Peace. Peace and good night, family. No doubt. Peace to the family. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. And we'll see yes, y'all on Tuesday, do. 9 p.m., same bat time, same bat channel. We're going to leave them with some music, Blue. What music? Um, it was somebody we were speaking of earlier, and I remember that we have some of their music in the queue. You got Midnight queued up? No, it wasn't was Midnight. It was about Midnight. Who was you speaking about? It was an Omar from the Wire. Who? <laughs> I think it was. I think it was my dude Chalky White. I think we got his his album. 
<laughs> oh, it was somebody. I'm I'm just trying to remember. Tyrese? <laughs> uh, Talk to me, man. It's I was what? Yeah. I know. You're going to make block for the whole time. I don't know. Go down the scroll, and if you see something, we can outro with that. But love and light to everybody. You know, I mean, have a safe, prosperous weekend. I believe there's a full moon coming up. Please tap in. Take advantage of yeah. that. Yeah, about two days. Yeah. And that equinox is around the corner, too. Yeah. Let me get it to my dude, the shaman. <laughs> Freedom of jail, clips inserted, a baby's being born, same time a man is murdered, the beginning and end. As far as rap go, it's only natural, I explain my plateau, and also, what defines my name? I used to be the skinny kid, playing on the block, trying to see what the homies got. Which boy we gonna play today? Which girl gave a kiss away? Which club respect that? We don't pay. I still had the chips like Frito-Lay, but I'm skipping the line, if I got to pay. A flashy young nigga on my jiggy shit I slid in the club with some exclusive shit Standing outside, nails, your boy got picked Seventeen, no hairs on his upper lip My uncle taught me how to walk with that limp If I only tapped in a hundred percent I could have been the world, no greatest pimp But later I would use it on the business tip Cause deep inside my mind I had this consciousness Looking at the world that I wanna uplift Haters get mad when I rap this shit But on the real, they can suck a dick This the only language that'll reach them kids I'm out saving yours from doing them bids I've been struggling on my life, staying on my grind Lord knows I'm destined for mine I've been struggling on my life, staying on my grind Lord knows I'm destined for mine Courage over fear have reduced the tears Finally now, your boy can shine I've been struggling all my life, staying on my grind. Lord knows I'm destined for mine. We used to play Coco Livio. One, two, three. One, two, three. Skelly tops all in the street. Sprinkles on the fire, hydrants escaping the heat. Life in the golden never really was sweet. That's why I thank my moms for the life I had. Even though I shared it without my dad. But it's okay, I wasn't bred that way. She never had a hateful word for the day. I'm a strong black brother. Making my way, discovering the ills of society. Your hood ain't safe when the kids can't play. And walking down the street, you gotta look both ways. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes you feel like prey. And the little homies only know that crime do pay. The cause and effects of the economy. Obama said change, it didn't come my way. Looking in the hood, ain't no option for me. I can get a gun quicker than a job today. I might as well go ahead and cook that cake. I mastered the art of hood alchemy There ain't no harm in me I got the pharmacy There's no republic over here It's a democracy And when I step out There's a line for me I just played the hand that was dealt to me I've been struggling all my life Staying on my grind Lord knows I'm destined for mine I've been struggling all my life Staying on my grind Lord knows I'm destined for mine Courage of a fear have reduced the tears Finally now, your boy can shine I've been struggling all my life Staying on my grind Lord knows I'm destined for mine Don't let God